Who wants to get crazy? Come on. Yeah. I love from Twitter. <laughs> the after party in the hotel lobby and we all get hit with stern girls. How good was last week's comedian? <laughs> That's a mitzvah. Uh, Ellie Leibovich. <laughs> we just talked about it. Leibovitz. Yeah. Ellie Leibovitz. Um, <laughs> Off to a cool start. <laughs> Wow. Michael's I like, I have an intro prepared. <laughs> Boom, botches the name. That will be edited in the first eight seconds. Uh. A professional stand-up comedian. Yes, sir. Um, whose family and friends asked us to have you here today <laughs> to ask you what the hell you are doing to them and to yourself and to the community. Explain yourself. Uh, I will be walking around <laughs> with a green card that says, please, I tell jokes during davening, during prayer. <laughs> Very insider. I want to go insider very from the beginning. That's what you wanted to see, Michael. So I know you a little bit from the stand-up scene, and Michael doesn't, and he's a professional troll in some ways, as you've just discovered. Sure. Well, you I, planned an intervention for Ellie. To Lee be Walter. honest, it's funny because I did a, a synagogue show where most of the ones that I do are that, and the MC. They said we're gonna have an MC, and this guy. It was a British guy. He got up there, like a random person that goes to the synagogue, and he just starts roasting me. Mm-hmm. He's like, this guy is a famous comedian. Not that famous because he's here. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. I was like, this is like my Ufra before I got married, guys. This is rough. <laughs> but uh, so that w- that really set the tone. So, uh, but I, you know, so what you said about, you, you know, just starting being a professional comedian, my friends and family talking me out of it, is that as of, you know, just now in 2023, I'm doing stand-up completely full-time, no day jobs, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you don't have to applaud. It's fine. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, you, I was, my slow clap was literally about oh, to be in my I didn't, I didn't see. <laughs> so on that note, I did want to ask you about that as one of the first things to start us yeah. off. Ellie, you've been, you've been in this comedy grind for a while, right? Like yeah. how many years? Ten years doing comedy uh, on stage? Ten years professionally, give or take. And you have just made literally this week the decision to go from comedy as a side hustle to comedy full-time. Yeah, this week, uh, until this point, I was doing day jobs um, until this week, and now I'm, uh, until, you know, January 2023, mm-hmm. and then I'm doing it full-time. Uh, yeah, I, so I have a, a lot of good material from uh, from the day jobs. You're speaking our language because one of the themes that comes up here a lot is, you know, the idea, especially in our community of the modern Orthodox Jewish community, to get very specific, is Jews from our from our community who kind of pursue careers and endeavors in the creative space, in art, in music, in comedy, in writing, um, in uh, ballroom dancing. Um, We'll talk about that later. But I do want to ask about how you came to that threshold where you were ready to make that jump. Was that something that you felt an internal pressure to do? Like, what were the parameters? What were the uh, factors in place that pushed you to go full-time? Well, I also, I just realized that whenever I would get a gig, Mm-hmm. Or a gig call for saying, "Hey, can you do our uh, gala in Florida in t- on a Tuesday night?" Mm-hmm. And then my immediate thought is like this, like tightening in my chest. I was like, "Do I have PTO for Wednesday? Not PTSD, PTO <laughs> enough to be like, can I miss part of a day of Tuesday and Wednesday? How much do I have to ask for because of taking off time of work and whatever and the whole situation?" And now I'm. It's very liberating that I realized I'm like, you know what? If I, I thankfully over the last several years I've been, you know, I was doing about 50, 60 shows a year pre-COVID, and then over Zoom I did over a hundred Zoom shows, mm-hmm. which is I wouldn't wish on one. No, I'm kidding. But no, it, you, it, you, you wouldn't wish it on anyone. Zoom but shows, it, Zoom shows were tough, but I made it work. Okay, it work. thank you. They don't laugh. They just go. Okay, thank well, you. What I figured out, what I figured out was Zoom shows. 
first of all, I, I, I say now that I say it's really nice to perform for people in person because yes. after two years of just staring at a bunch of old ladies' nostrils through a webcam mm -hmm. and not having that, it's such a better thing. But like I really I, early on, thank God, in March of 2020, I was doing a Zoom show from the beginning because uh, I did some things for people in Israel because Israel got it, I think, first. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was like, oh, oh Zoom is going to be terrible if everyone's unmuted. And every, if everyone's muted, it's horrible. It's like a rabbi's speech. Like no yeah. one's going to. So what I realized was that I have like five people unmuted. And that way you get the laughter, you get the feedback. And so after a few Zoom shows, you requested, let me have five people unmuted. I so. didn't get it from the beginning. I said, let's have yeah. a few people unmuted. Right. And I would, I would I, the person who booked me, I would say, hey, do you have any good people who are like the good like Shabbat meal Right. Like uh, audience, you know, type of thing. And that way you have a mix of you're not having complete dead silence because that's mm -hmm. terrible to listen to. It's very awkward to just listen to an hour or 30 minutes of just jokes, but no one is audibly laughing. Mm -hmm. Like you can see on cameras, but also sometimes Jewish Zoom shows, everyone just puts up their thing. You're like, uh -huh. all right, thank you, Goldbergs. You hear like, yeah. well, sometimes, well, sometimes I say, I, I, I would say like, it's funny. It, it, sometimes it would uh, be people they forgot they were unmuted, which happens. So I would. I it's just funny because I would. What say, did he say? Well, I would. I would. I would. I one time said because I always talk about how what I like to do is really break the stereotype of of being a clean clean Jewish comedian and being able to like a lot of places will hire a comedian. They'll just Google someone and it won't be a good fit, and then they'll be like, "Well, we're not going to have comedy for another third. like yeah. like every I. I all the time they say like, "Hey, we had every every synagogue is like, well, we had a comedian in 1985, mm -hmm. and he swore the whole time, <laughs> and it was the worst Yom Kippur we've ever had." And, like, and so I literally like I always got into that joke on a Zoom thing, and I said, "Hey, uh, you know, I know what you're thinking. You had a comedian once, and it didn't go well." And then somebody interrupted and said, "Yeah, at the base Yaakov dinner, it was." terrible and i was like yeah and i just want to avoid that right now like and and, and boomer jews are just like oh i remember that one well it, well, <laughs> well that happens that happens in live shows but in, an, in a club or a shul you don't you don't uh feel it in right. a zoom show if they're unmuted you hear it right the nice thing about the zoom thing was that i was able to do multiple shows in a night yeah especially a saturday night when i could usually only do one after Shabbat ends or something, um, I have to go, you know, go to a place. I was able to do four different time zones back the, to back to back. The practical elements of it was great, but the experience of it is kind of unpleasant. The, the one of the harder things is also not just the muting, but the lagging. Yeah, like, you tell the joke and not everybody hears it until so, like three seconds later. So you're like, did that just? Oh, it didn't. Bother. So the interesting thing is, the I, I, the truth <laughs> is, I don't know how there probably were a bunch of jokes that were missed a little bit because of the timing. Yeah. But, uh, but you made the. I mean, it was a weird time for everything. It was a weird time, and you feel like, it's kind of like when you look at a picture of yourself with like braces back in the day. You're like, yeah. how did I go outside? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you you look back at a the Zoom time, and you're like, what did we do? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I listen. I have a Zoom show coming up in February yeah. for kind of like an older community type of thing. But it's nice when it works. It's not. It's very far from ideal. I was but say it's conservative reform. Who who's still on Zoom? I feel like the they're gonna have. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can really tell people's religiosity a little bit in their Judaism but by their Zoom or by their COVID situation. Like, the the more religious you are about COVID, the I would say the less religious. traditional Orthodox, I would say, or less observant you are the in general. Religious, the less religious you are about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like, listen, I just had a bacon sandwich, mm -hmm. but I'm about to go to my Zoom Seder in 2027. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. like a very, and the other way around, too, because, like, certain communities were like, yeah, we're so, you know, very, very religious, and they're like, yeah, COVID's not a thing. And mm -hmm. like, 
lot of your shul had COVID. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know, not to get really down on everything, let's do but it. let's get flat. Let's get, let's get really, <laughs> really down. And, uh, and you believe in one China also? Is that... <laughs> I was like from my wedding days. So before before we get into the weeds yeah. with Zoom, so you sure. were you were doing Zoom shows throughout um, throughout COVID. Throughout As of COVID. like March March of twenty twenty, I was already doing Zoom while I had COVID. What were you doing before March twenty twenty? <laughs> In terms of I was doing regular shows. You were doing like, you've been gigging for the last ten years. For the last ten, yeah. I I was doing. I was just look back recently. Yeah. I mean, I probably started doing. I did it for the first like open mic or whatever in two thousand eight. I was doing bringer shows at Caroline's All the Shalom, mm -hmm. which just closed. Yeah. It did. Um, yeah. At the really? end of, are they the end moving of or are they closed? Ellie? So whatever. The, fine. Uh, yeah. You're right. Deal, I, I don't want to start a rumor, but a, the, the the location it was at closed. Yeah. So that already means something. Mm -hmm. So I was doing bringer so shows. So legendary. Yeah. I was doing bringer shows throughout college at at Caroline's. And you were bringing like fellow like students from the area to just yeah, come out they, to Caroline's. Yeah. Why you students doing? They had nothing better to do. Right. Like, right. where you can take the shuttle. Like, where are you gonna go? Like, yeah. go, oh. whatever. Okay. So. I would do bringer shows again. This is like probably 2010, 2011 ish. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, a bringer show is when you guarantee the club that you have to bring people. They, you can do they, a set, but you have to bring a minimum. Yeah, they basically say That's, the one level up after open micing is the bringer show, which is basically like they say, "Hey, listen, we have a Tuesday night, which is not like the big popular nights at comedy clubs are weekends and Thursday mm -hmm. nights and things like that. So on a Tuesday night, and a <laughs> club wants to fill in this fill in the seats, they'll say, "Hey, do you have talent?" No. Do you have friends? Yes. So then they say, all right, you can do five minutes or ten, five to seven minutes, whatever. Bring us anywhere from five to 80 people. And it's and you're like, sure. And, you know, they pay a cover. I mean, it's not super high. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Caroline's was really good. It was like five dollar cover, mm -hmm. I think. And then a couple drink minimum, which right. is pretty, pretty solid. Right. And forty five dollars on drinks. and No, whatever. On. Yeah, no, it's a necessary evil, though. You got to keep the lights on for these things. Oh, I sure. get it. But uh, that's how you got your feet wet in just starting getting on stage for the first time. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I did it, my first time was at YU. They mm -hmm. had a fundraiser for like, a, you know, a camp. And they, uh, it was, it was, a, it was like a talent show, whatever. And I got up, went okay, not great. Mm -hmm. But then the next year they had it again and I won it. Mm. And then the year after that I came in second, but I should have won it because mm -hmm. it was whatever, not my present, whatever. Boy. But, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, I won the popular vote. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Oh, cool. And then, and then March 2020 started doing like more, more. No, so, so this whole time, sorry. Yeah. So this whole time, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping around here. No, um, sorry. I'm just curious. I, I'm curious about the path that leads. So basically, to, like, I'm ready basically to do this I was, I was doing, I mean, if you really want to go back when I'm, I'm from Chicago originally mm -hmm. and I, during high school I was doing, I was a vendor at Cubs games, mm -hmm. um, which is not just like working at the, like here at like Mets games or Yankee games, there's like a kosher stand, which they do have now in Wrigley, but I was literally walking around the stadium and I would do like, <coughs> excuse me, I would do Wolf Ferrell's Harry Carey, mm -hmm. if you know the yeah. reference, whatever. Mm -hmm. I literally, the big glasses, walk around, hey, we got ice cream. <laughs> Who wants to get crazy? Come on. <laughs> and it guy. was amazing. People, because in Chicago, people would love it. And yeah. I would just go, I would make up my own lines. I would I'd do some of the, the, you know, riff lines, like, if now we all. Now, we all know the moon is not made of green cheese, but what if it was made out of barbecue spare ribs? Would you eat it then? <laughs> so you would do that? I know I would. I'd be delicious. And some people are like, what are you doing? And you're like selling like beer. And and I wouldn't sell beer yet because yeah. you had to be 21. It's but a thing in Chicago for the, for the Jews. It's a thing. It's a thing. At, at for many years, we had a mincha minion for night games. <laughs> but but you, weren't a, you weren't a kosher vendor. You were a regular vendor. I mean, it, it wasn't a distinction. I mean, Chicago okay. didn't really have kosher 
I mean, the, the, the ice cream is kosher or whatever, but they didn't have like a kosher hot but dog. But this stand is like until a recently. side cash as a teenager and whatever. This is when I started. I started when I was 16. You were mm. able to do it. So I was able to do it. And Cubs played at day games. I forgot about that character. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, it was so good. Was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cut. This guy's got the voices there. I'm going to buy myself a hot dog after this guy. <laughs> Dude, people would give me money. That guy, that guy. People yeah. gave me money without even buying. Right. It was, I, mean, I felt a little So dirty. you were busking well, as a comic well, I guess at the games. My question is, are you performing for Jews or for regular, regular Goyim? <laughs> no, for that I would just do Harry Carey. I would be like, guys, di- candlelighting time no, but, is five thirty-seven. That's but, not but, gonna work. But in front of who? Like the kosher Jews or anyone at no, the stadium? This is it, it, I mean, this is at Wrigley's. Games. At Wrigley's. Wrigley Field. Okay. Wrigley, not. Wrigley. Oh no, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Wrigley Wrigley's Barnum and Bailey Circus. <laughs> <laughs> no, no sports for me. I, I, um. I was good. Wrigley Field. No, whatever. Forty thought. What I was shocked is that they had day games and yeah. they would go. People would. Um, People would go to these games in the yeah. day. I'm like, who is going to these games? But they were to sell out all the time. I would walk around. And a lot of goyim don't work, I think. <laughs> You're taking us back to the source of how you got bit by I'm the... Very, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's not what I've... Ter- you've, heard of anti- you've heard of anti-Semitism? Michael has the re- inverse. <laughs> Anti-non-Semites. Um, but this is how you got... Yeah. This is how you got bit by the comedy bug, essentially. A little like, bit, this little yeah. bit of entertainment. I, I was always yeah. like, you know, I okay. think I remember watching Seinfeld, I'm telling you for the last time, when he did it, like, you know, on TV. Yeah. And, you know, I, my dad was always into George Carlin and, like, Rodney Dangerfield. And I watched Seinfeld, the show, as a kid. I watched The Simpsons when... My friends were watching Arthur, and I'm like, yeah, I probably got a little too, probably watched this a little too early. Mm-hmm. But like, I always had a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And I started doing this job. I didn't do it for the comedy, but mm-hmm. like, I did 40 games a season, mm-hmm. and you get to that watch was good around. crowd work. Good crowd, best work. game ever. Cool. Best and, time and, ever. And you realize you have a you have a I realized talent I have for the stuff. The gift of the game. Game. But I also the realized that I, re- I realized, <laughs> you know, I went to Israel. <laughs> It's Joey Diaz. You got the gift of gab, mother. <laughs> I won't drop that bombs for you, but you can. People are like, do, do, do you curse? I was like, not because you're from. I, not because of that, but I look. I look like if you, if I curse, you'd be like, I'm sorry, Rabbi. Like that's that's <laughs> not why. Uh, whatever. Maybe that is why I wanted to be. Respectful. I feel like people. I feel like people say. You know, again, I, I don't get the type like, hey, I've seen you on TV. People are like, if I domin next to you at Shul, <laughs> that's my vibe. I don't want to cost you some, like, uh, you know, a good banquet gig for me dropping F bombs. Well, did you? He was on this podcast and they were really filthy. So I'm okay, being. I, I, I appreciate it. Do you want to curse and, and you stop yourself? Oh. Or it's. An- Go. I. So I, 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 I talk about people ask me, like, do you, do you, you know, do you be, are you dirty? Whatever. I, I'm not dirty as a comedian, partially because, like, I just I, I say I could be a I'm a clean comedian because if I told a dirty joke it wouldn't be believable. Right. If I was like and I was hooking up with this one girl, you'd be like, no, you weren't. <laughs> you go back to Yeshiva University, buddy. All right. right. And uh, I know you guys didn't laugh at that, but usually that gets ten seconds. I heard I, I, I heard that joke already. You've heard your, it. It's ruined your, for you. I got it. Yeah. Um, but uh, plus I know you slayed at YU, so you don't have to lie to me. I, 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 yeah, I slayed. <laughs> Bring uh, it to Caroline's. Tell me about the after party well, in the hotel lobby. Well, we fun, all get hit with stern. The funniest thing to me. The funniest thing to me is that a lot of like a lot of like religious Jewish guys don't wear a wedding ring because there's it's like a thing that yeah. usually men give the uh, in Orthodox circles men give the woman right. the ring and then you know it became a cultural thing women give men the ring also but like I wear a wedding ring but a lot of guys don't and I just think it's funny people like it's like for me like I wear a wedding ring by choice because obviously if I did this you'd be like oh my god <laughs> that guy we gotta go after yeah. this five foot five guy on a good day hey, is man, really don't sell yourself short um, I am short so um, exactly. so am I and Michael's not much taller 
I'm I'm not no. tall. How by tall any are means. you in Jewish words? I like to say I'm five ten, but I'm not. I think five, I'm five seven. What is your expired well, you know, driver's license? <laughs> nobody goes to three so inch window. Thing, on your license, you can write whatever you want. Mm. So yeah, I was writing five ten for a while, and my wife looked at it and she goes, "I don't think you're five ten. Sure. When he was dating on the Upper West Side, and when he would show up, he would just hand the license and say, <laughs> "I'm pretty that. sure." My uh, one time when I <laughs> they don't I, check it, they don't confirm it. There was a <laughs> there was a casino in Indiana that. Before I turned twenty one, I would sorry. Yeah. Before I before I turned twenty one, I, I borrowed my friend's ID who was twenty one before me. Mm-hmm. And he's five ten. <laughs> I borrowed his ID and I like memorized this thing. It was like I didn't get a real fake ID, but it was just like guy looks advances. You're not five ten. I was like, listen, <laughs> I lied. I'm whatever, and uh, I don't think I got into that casino that day. But uh, mm-hmm. but so you're you're a clean guy in your life, so you're not going to be a dirty guy on stage. Yeah, I think it again. It's other than the fact that it's like disingenuous to me. Yeah. If I started dropping f bombs and was super dirty, just yeah. not my style. Could you curse once for us today? <laughs> I don't want to do that. He curses at his children. This you is... save it for the home. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, he saves it all for them. Listen, I went to a really religious school growing up. Even shut up. The principal would say shut <laughs> and whatever. Like real. But then he also did say that it, the, 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 the you know he once had a memorable moment where he was telling people meant to say not to play, tell people to play Game Boy in the bathroom, but he said Playboys in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and some kids didn't even know what that was. But that was a a historic moment in my day school experience <laughs> oh. because that was that was it must have been etched on the wall of quotes that you will always remember. In those days, you need those things just to sustain you when somebody slips and says like boob or like the principal says the oh, wrong. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah, those yeah, moments. Yeah. One of ours said the N word once. <gasps> He was using it as like an example of like how they used to talk back mm. in his day. Right. Um, that was interesting. I think, I think in, <laughs> in high school. In high school, I yeah. If, Neil, if it happened today, it would have been. I think uh, Neil. Complete, Neil I think like, Neil Brennan, yeah. uh, who he's, co- he's a comedian and he co-created the Chappelle Show. He said mm-hmm. um, he has a bit about uh, Huck Finn, mm-hmm. and because they, they have the censored version, he's like, yes. "What if you're like a Mark Twain aficionado?" And they're like, hey, can I have the original version? Yeah, the one with the N-word. Like, <laughs> well, he says it. And I'm like, oh. They didn't take it out, did they? There's like, uh, there's like a, that, listen. Yeah, if, it says if, N-word listen, in, the text, Disney, in the text. Listen, if Aladdin has a Disney Plus disclaimer, by the way, this movie was made before we were yeah. very educated about mm-hmm. stereotypes. And even though Robin Williams is hilarious, maybe the impression he did at the beginning was a little. You know wet. about that, right? The disclaimers on Disney Plus that they put in front of I heard it. I've never seen it myself. Yeah. Just, so instead of sent to, instead uh, of removing scenes from the movie, they, they put a put, disclaimer. Some of these were made in times where we right, weren't right. as woke. Got which it, which it, all it. of Europe? What makes the red man red? I just feel like all of Europe. Peter Pan, the red man red. What makes the red man red is a song in Peter Pan, mm-hmm. not Native American. Got canceled for that. There we go. It's okay. We don't worry about that here. <laughs> we're crusade. We're crusaders. We're, we're revolutionaries on this. Speaking part. of Putting crusaders, I feel like all of Europe should just be like, by the way. <laughs> We were the original Kanye. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he had a viral tweet recently. I look, oh, I'm, yeah? just, I'm just gonna give a shout out to that. He well, said, "I said uh, when the whole beginning Kanye thing happened, mm-hmm. his Twitter very first on thing. Point. I said, I great. I now this. everyone's gonna say that the Jews killed Jesus. I like. I saw that. But then, I saw I, that. thank you. Well, then I built on it. I was able to build on it because I posted a, a tweet a year before or something about he had these like sh- Kanye had these shoes that were like." They were like, like beige. They looked like dough. And mm-hmm. I literally, like, it literally looked like dough. And I wrote, there wasn't enough. They had to flee Egypt, and there wasn't enough time for the for the sneakers to rise. <laughs> and then I wrote, but I captioned it, and I said, "This is the tweet that set Kanye off." And then another one. I, I one saw more. that one too. You mean his a pair of his shoes that looked like a pair dough. of his shoes that looked like dough, and it was it was very good. And then <laughs> I, if not, I don't say so myself. But then the other one was I was trying to 
connect this whole to the whole Taylor Swift thing. And when Ta- when he you know interrupted Taylor Swift at the VMAs, and I grabbed the mic from her and I posted the picture of him and him taking the mic. And I said, "It's ironic because interrupting somebody mid speech is like the most Jewish thing that you can do." <laughs> well, he claims he's a Jew. That's great. I, I guess. I guess that's <laughs> sorry. Nice. It's a good joke. It's a good. No, joke. no, 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 no. I hear you. I, it, on this point of, of these very Jewish jokes, I want to I wanna ask you You mean my something. act? Yeah, correct. Yeah, your act. I want to talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. And just to put a – just to wrap up on what we talked about before, before I get to this next question, basically it's really nice that I feel like the practical elements in your life have now determined that you're going to comedy full-time. And it was really this long – you were asking before how we got to this point. And like you had day jobs during the day and then it gets to this point where they're too up against each other that it, it it's worth taking the plunge into full time. Yeah, comedy. it's a little as opposed to sort of like I'm just gonna try it and follow my No, like, it's a practical move. It's also like from a financial standpoint, I'm just like I'm not just going from zero to sixty. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm already at hopefully at forty. Right, in, right. in that in that weird analogy that I just And you're made. a surgeon? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's it's, it's funny. Do, do, do you have a job? And then we're gonna get to Ami's question. I do, you, used to, do, do you have a job that um uh I don't know. Like, uh, was it like? Do you have like a robust career, or was it like sort of you were taking no, jobs? No, I'm a as comedian. A I don't have a robust career. No, no, no I'm saying no, I? no. Your your day jobs was. This I'm saying little... I don't think. I mean, no. right, right, right. Yeah, I right. I no. I was working question, at. Fair, no, it's a good. Question. You don't have to say specifics at all. Just no, no, like, it's fine. I, I worked. Work. I worked at a startup recently for the last couple of years working okay. from home. And before that, I actually I worked at at B and H because I needed more material. But um, <laughs> if B and H, so that that type of thing, like waiting to. No, meaning like stuff that wasn't like, but also was just like, hey. This is, I was a psych major in school, mm-hmm. which is the classic, what are you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I still, I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out what it Got means it. to be an adult. I don't know. But, in, but, but unlike a lot of, I'd say artists or whatever, you've done it in a very like reasonable way. Practical I, I'm way. Jewish, so uh, it, there I'm is just, the there is the. I, you meet a lot of people along the way who are just kind of just yeah. going out into the abyss with no real calculations about anything and no real awareness of anything, and are just like, I'm just. You know, good. It's very amorphous, but in your case, it was like you're, you're, you're a couple. Of, uh, you, you do have a sense of not caring about what other people think and how and perceive and what you're doing, and it's very much your own path. And I respect that. I think that I don't know if you're aware that that's how it comes off. I appreciate but, that because yeah. as a comedian, I very much care what people think. Material wise, currency yes. is Facebook likes. So mm-hmm. and, uh, and no, tweets. but in terms of your trajectory, you're like now I'm ready to do it. Uh, it feels practical. It feels like the right thing. It doesn't. And maybe maybe correct me if I'm wrong. It 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 seems like you are have a self awareness about it. Yeah, I mean, listen, there is an instability of it, obviously, mm-hmm. of there's an instability of uh, you never know. In mm-hmm. this career, you know, Mike Birbiglia, the comedian, says, he used to say that, like, when you were self-employed, checking your emails at your slot machine, you're like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> refresh. That's really funny. And it's true because you're, you're like, tomorrow, <laughs> someone can call me and say, hey, can you do our dinner for, you know, whatever in uh, this date? I mean, but Tom like. Tom Segura said the same thing. He's like, I was, like, unemployed for half a year and then. I get a call from my manager, and I have four hundred shows booked. Like it's it's crazy. Like he goes from hyper employed to unemployed, so, hyper employed. So like, to hopefully, you know, it, th- thankfully, <laughs> um, like I'm his, on a I'm very a seasonal cal- calendar type of thing where I know like my peak season for a lot of these synagogue shows are like after Shabbat is over, you know, which is like November to March. I, you know, they're talking about daylight saving. Shops. Yeah, early Shabbat. They're talking about daylight savings time, changing it, and I'm just like, what about my Saturday night gig? It's gonna <laughs> kill me. But I I'm like, all right, I had like eight to ten, you know, gigs either confirmed for 2023 and some some to do and i'm like all right let me work on 
I, I figured if I made this much and I was doing this many gigs until this point with a day job without putting two feet in, because I didn't even have the energy mentally sure. to be like, hey, let me email these places. Let me send my stuff. Let me work on my social media. Let me work yeah. on all this stuff. I If I now I'm putting two feet in, I would hope that my trajectory would at least be a little higher. And it would be the, diminishing. You're like, I'm keeping the practical here so I can do the the thing I'm really passionate about. But at a certain point, both are holding each other back and they're like not growing yeah. because you're not one in, in the other. But now you're at a point where one is sort of at this threshold and if you jump in, it can it can go there and do better. And, and, the, you know, the, the super, super Jewish analogy I'll make is called an Icar and a Tuffel, which mm. is like, this is level 500 of Judaism 100%. where if you're eating two things, it's like a ice cream sandwich is the best example I would say. It's like what you make a different blessing on each kind of the food. And by the way, Oreos too sometimes. People are like, I, my my five year old teaching him the blessings, and I was like, "All right, what are you saying, Oreos?" And he's like, uh, "Mizona would be for the cookies, and it's called shahakal for the for mm. whatever the cream." I Jews said, bless everything, even everything before we. Every eat. food, every food you make has a specific blessing. It's just to <laughs> remind you. People say, "Why do you wear a yarmulke?" I was like, "You know, it's a, uh, as I said, same thing with a wedding ring. It's a you know, it's a reminder that you're not the, you're not in charge, and, mm. and mm. there's something more important than you." Then um, don't do anything stupid. So, but, uh, so I know, so, so I cute. Oh, wait, I can just say I love that because we're not in charge, and like you have to manifest, but ultimately it's up to God. I say it says on my <laughs> ring, it says the same thing it says on the uh, on the on the ark. It says know before whom you stand. Um, but uh, no, so, so 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 my son. By the way, my son said he's like. What, bro, what, what blessing to make on it? He's like, Shahakal. I giggled at that. I didn't know. <laughs> yes, Michael's calling me. My, 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 no, my son said, Shahakal. <laughs> yeah. And I said, not actually, Mazona. He's like, what if you're eating it for the cream? And I was like, oh my God, which is a real oh, Jewish oh, law. And I'm just like, send him away. So, send him away. Put him in yeshiva somewhere. <laughs> send him away. Yeah. For 13 years. He's and gifted. Back, and he's gifted. Goes, the Icar yeah. and the Tuffel. So explain. Yeah. Icar and the Tuffel is like, which one's the main thing that you're eating it for? And which one's Icar is the main thing? And Tuffel is like the side thing. So it became a very much a thing with my job. Of like people would say, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I worked at the startup, but I also do comedy. Or like, what do you do? Oh, I have comedy, but I worked at B and H. Or mm-hmm. like, I worked at a nonprofit type right. of thing. And it would be one of these things: which one is your icker? Which one's your tough L? And it's like, you know, it's a little. I feel like a gym from the office moment where it's like, this isn't my career, it's my job. Mm-hmm. And like, I, you know, I realized, and when I kind of may realized, I'm like, I'm gonna go two feet into comedy. I just felt this sense of relief mm-hmm. that like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? Oh, did, did you did many you, questions. Did we go down the, the line of questioning you wanted? Because you said you wanted to come back to something. About the Jewish jokes, maybe, or the yes, Jewish market. Yes, I, I mean, if you have something to add before that. Can, we... can I just add something just generally, sure, foundationally? Sure. Um, and you don't have to answer specifics, but I'm curious, like, how old you are, because I think that matters a little bit. I am turning 34 next week. Okay, cool. So just first, that helps me understand. Yeah, like, no, okay. I... I... I graduated from YU Yeshiva University in 2011. Uh-huh. I was 22. Um, I actually got engaged in 2013, like I, I, when I didn't have a job. Yeah. And a month before, people was like, "What? You know, you're supposed to be supposed to spend three months' salary on a ring." I was like, "What's three times zero? And <laughs> it's, zero, it's zero for those of you that weren't math majors. Uh, who, those of you who aren't Jewish. Uh, but." Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I used to say a bit about like when they say when fast times end, like Jews have like six fast days a year. So like you check a website, like what time is the fast end um, for like based on when the stars come out, it's it's a whole a lot of astrology. But uh, <laughs> basically it says for those who find difficulty fasting, fasting difficult, it ends at 537. And I say for those who aren't Jewish, the fast is over 545. But apparently that joke doesn't work because... Uh, I always, my <laughs> assumption is that Jews have, a, of course, 
Jews find it difficult to fast. Mm-hmm. But oh, anyways, oh. that I think it was a nice joke. Uh, it was good. Tweet. Oh, I get what you're saying. It's I get it's fine. Every Jew comedy's finds not for everybody. Stop. A lot of times, it's the audience's fault. When they don't get it. Yeah, get that's out. what you want to do. Ellie, get you wanna you don't insult... Yo, bro. You don't insult me on my fucking show. Okay, there's the F-bomb you didn't want. Good luck with your gigs, man. You don't... Have you seen those podcasts where people explode? Just, just, it's starting to happen. Speaking of... You know the Island Boys? They just... They walked off Logan Paul's. Yeah. They just sold their uh, diamond teeth because they're out of... They're like running out of money. Yeah, it's happening. They sold yeah. their diamond... That's really the bottom... That's, that's where you can yeah. get your ring. That's, like that's where you can get your ring from there the Island go. Boys' yeah. teeth. It's me. <laughs> like, what's the equivalent? Selling their teeth because they're out of money. Yeah. That is like like the pawn shop. I sold my teeth, shop. man. What do you? How do you pawn that off? You go to a pawn yeah, shop. Who and buys like, that? Yeah. Hey, hey. Do you want teeth? And it's yeah. like, do you have like someone else's molars? Is yeah. that better? Um, so you're 34. So you're 34. Okay, cool. How old do you feel? Get into what? it. How old do you feel? I, I did a show with Elon Gold, who's yeah. like uh, like twenty years older than me, yeah. and I said it's amazing because I'm twenty years old, uh, younger younger than him, but I look twenty years older. Than him. <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna turn yeah. until I get into merge into the Boca Boca scene, yeah. where I'm just guys. I'm here. I'm 42. I look like Hans Molman from the. You're Simpsons. trans age. You identify as 63. Um. I, I, I'm just gonna be like, listen. Well, I also I feel like I do have an old soul. Also, yeah, yeah. I'm like I listen to the music even the last 20 years i'd just be like what is this garbage so let's talk about brand for a second sure. i want to talk about that because sure. one thing i also really respect about what you do yeah is you're an unapologetic jewish comedian in the truest sense that oftentimes in the entertainment world you know there's like this hierarchy of like and the music world, too, because I come from both worlds, and I've been in the music uh, world a long time. What's funny, Michael? Uh, uh, a good phrase for that is a f- uh, group of friends that I have uh, calls an unapologetic Jew a Jew fuck. <laughs> is that really? <laughs> it's. I think it really just encapsulates, like, he's a Jew fuck. Did you make that up? <laughs> no, no, that's what, they, that's what they call him. So it's, much it's, for the it's, F-bomb thing. It's, it's a term of endearment, I think. <laughs> okay. It's just that, you know, you're not no bias here. <laughs> Did you make it up, Michael? No, oh, okay. I make it. No, time. no, I make it up. No, oh, okay. it's like it's uh, I have to get to my rabbinical class very soon. So <laughs> my point uh, is, anyway, in various industries, I think we're gonna get good comments. You know, now. like we come from the Jewish world, modern Orthodox Jewish world, where it's like there's Jewish music and then there's secular music, which is sort of like everybody kind of puts these things into categories. And in the comedy world, I feel like, you know, there's people who want to break out of the Jewish scene, and you want to dive deep into it, and like you are proudly going after and seeking after uh, venues, uh, dinners, community events, uh, school functions, these kinds of things. And your comedy works for that world really well. It's like totally suited for it. And almost you're making jokes about that world. And I felt like the more I've been like sort of in the entertainment space, like the deeper you go and the more authentic you go, like, the more universal it is in a way. I, I think I totally hear that. Meaning, listen, listen, the big sick, we were talking about with Camille yeah. Nagiani, like that really inspired me. I'm like, you can make an entire movie about being Muslim. Granted, there's like, you know, a hundred times as many Muslims pr- in the world <laughs> as Jews. I don't even pray anymore. Are you you, you just wanted to prompt me to do Kimal Nanjiani. Listen, <laughs> when I made the big thick, I was really trying to do stand up and make jokes generically. But <laughs> the truth is, I thought, I realized you can make, no, but the truth is. But he was saying there's, he was saying there's too many Muslims. <laughs> Michael's Mr. I'll take you out of context. Out of context would be a great podcast. A podcast uh, called the Out of Context. I want to. Uh, context is everywhere. Right. 
Call it out of context. Context is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. My, is one funny. of my special titles is going to be called you, That Was Actually Funny. Because people say that to comedians and they don't realize how <laughs> oh. condescending that was. <laughs> no, that I was, was expecting it to be terrible. I and, had a gig for like a, a, a crowd in L.A., very religious crowd, Hancock Park, in a backyard. It's one of the... It, it was like the first stand-up show I ever did, and it wasn't an open mic. It wasn't five minutes. It wasn't an opener. Oh Someone's just like, Ami, I like your impressions. I like your impressions. I'm going to book you for a stand-up gig. I'm like, okay, but you know I don't have... He's like, it's fine. Just do what you do. Just do what you do. Because I, because he saw me do a few minutes here and there, and if you put me in front of this crowd... It's Purim, outdoors, right before I started, someone goes, be funny! <laughs> okay? I'm dressed like the Joker because I'm still in my Purim. Everything was up against me, even for a seasoned comic would have been good. And it was a total bomb. Do you at least have a Joker impression? I did, and it scared the Sometimes it scared I bother- the, It scared the crap out of the crowd. So- we, I was there, and I was like, do you know why I have these scars? And they were like... By the way, when I... Was I, like, I, I- <laughs> <laughs> I, ran, I, I ran an improv comedy session and we just did Who's Line games at one time yeah. and one of the things was who, scenes from a hat and it was the thing was famous movie lines that you would change yeah. so somebody gets up there this guy uh, Akiva Weisinger who's a rabbi actually mm-hmm. gets up there and he says you want to know how I got these shoes mm-hmm. and it was the best line it worked because that's a funny yes. I'm saying an improv mine didn't I know if I, so so that's a, that's a great story Ellie but just one second sometimes I, <laughs> anyway after the gig yeah, some girl sorry. comes up to me and goes you were really funny. We're just not a laughing crowd. <laughs> we're just not, you know, we normally. I prepared all this material. I burned through it in three minutes. I had a 20-minute set. I'm so you, for man, 17 minutes, I was like. My, my, I'm, I'm rereading Mike Birbiglia's Sleepwalk with me, right. and he talks about his first gig at a, yeah. at a show. And he's oh. like, guys, like, do you have 30 minutes? He's like, yeah. He probably, he's like, I should have said I really have six. Mm-hmm. And then he's like counting for laughs. He said, I did about four minutes of comedy and apologized a lot. I threw up beforehand <laughs> and whatever. This is My bandmate was there because he was there from doing music and he was in a different like setup. So he's watching me. And the funny thing is he was kind of laughing at me with me because I was sort of like, guys, geez. I was like going after it's, the crowd a little uh, bit. And it was just like, you know, if you do a music gig, you play your thing, and you get off, you're fine. But if you mess up, and you're either the king or the clown if you're comedy. And I was literally the clown. <laughs> but it didn't work. I, if I bother my wife sometimes, I go, shh, 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 you go up against these crowds and you do these things and like this is the humor you want to bring out into the world. Well, a couple of things. Uh, part of what you're saying also is that I say that Jews like something more than laughing and that's correcting people. Mm-hmm. And it's very true because even a few of you listening are like, I don't know if he's right about that. I can tell. But but <laughs> but like, so I'm saying Jewish crowds are very tough right. because they're they're just like, my cousin is much better than this. So maybe next year get him instead of this schmuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I very much I realized I honed this this thing of that you know people say like you wear a yarmulke like why do you wear a yarmulke or whatever and I'm just like it's part of my life. This isn't mm. a prop. This is a thing. And I'm like I'm a modern Orthodox Jew and this is like much this is my life and it's so much a part of my life that like I even sometimes I'm like you know I I struggle with like relating to people that aren't Jewish about certain things like. Do people that aren't Jewish even own a crockpot? Why would you? Like, what, Do you even play board games? What On family game night, which I think only exists in commercials for board games? I don't know. And like, so I very much was like, hey, I have like an hour and a half of material basically for a certain uh, Jewish crowd, mm-hmm. which I would call people that are like affiliated and have a background to pretty 
pretty right wing, like or, you know, orthodox wise. I mean, because so, you can go real deep on like because you have a background. Iker and yeah. Tafel, I just do yeah. twenty minutes on yeah. brachos and, mm-hmm. and blessings, and it's great. Yeah, but I also, but I do have you know people say like you know I, I did a Christmas Eve show for a more secular crowd. I did fifteen minutes and went really well. But I also think there is something to be said about there isn't a ton of orthodox com- comedy mm-hmm. or orthodox people doing comedy. And I think what I like to break is the stereotype of just being like. I'm a comedian and religion is stupid or whatever. Yes. And it's like, or like, you don't know anything about me, but like, don't make a judgment. Just don't assume everybody is like this certain, uh, you know, stereotype. But you don't also pedestal or still pedestal. We pedestal. Have our, we have guys an episode where look we into it. Forth on that. You don't pedestal like, Oh, I'm the club headlining or Netflix special style. Like trying to be like other comics. <laughs> You're only trying to be like you. And, and, and like you look at these gigs as, as valid and credible as anything else and i agree with that and i kind of and i respect that as opposed to like you know i've met like musicians in the jewish world who would be like yeah i mean i'm, I'm playing weddings but you know like I'm, I'm trying to like i'm trying to like write for other artists you know i'm trying to get out there and they and they kind of just do this tit for tat and like put one down and place one above there as this prize while having to do the other stuff and you don't seem to do that i think that's pretty I, admirable i think thank you i mean i i listen i also realize that like to get to this point is from doing tons of jewish gigs that have paid the bills right and and that's also the thing is i'm also practical about it that like i you know you're actually evangelical i know that yeah yeah, well i want to hear about the finances of it well in a regular in a regular setting in a regular setting the the main comedy club model or the main comedian model is basically you're gonna get passed at a club to try to audition for a club to perform for three minutes at midnight and mm-hmm. hopefully, and then and then they'll call you and say we're available to get like I don't know twenty five to fifty bucks, and that's where really people would break their teeth. And I get it. And you get to that point where you're, you're opening, okay, and then you're like, all right, I'm at this club and it's great. Um, and then eventually you hopefully open on the road for someone, mm-hmm. which means that you go to a weekend in Cincinnati or something for five shows on from Thursday to Sunday. At the beginning, you probably make like I don't know five hundred dollars, maybe. Probably have to drive your way there. If you have a car, then okay, you get more street cred. Then you have the, then it's the middle opening or emceeing, and then middling is like I don't know twenty minutes, twenty five minutes in the middle, and then you have the headlining set where mm-hmm. you know I, again it's probably a thousand fifteen hundred dollars type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I don't know if it's I don't know I again it's obviously different because like once you're a name, you sell tickets, you split that with the door with with the with the club. But for myself, I'm just like all right. You I mean I can do a dinner. At a synagogue and be like, all right, I can you know make what people would make in a weekend. Yeah, so I'm curious about that. So yeah, so it's so it's you don't have to say the exact number, but, but they're paying like a few thousand dollars for a gig like that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. interesting. And also, that's also and again, I mean, it's more again, it's it's a, a different situation, obviously. But like, yeah, you get paid. I mean, it, it it's commensurate of, of like what 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 happens, what they want you to do sometimes. Right. But like, it's also like you know, there's schlepping costs and mm-hmm. and all that. But to be able to to get, hey, I'm doing this dinner for this thing on this mm-hmm. date, and yeah, it's a corporate model in a way. It's but, a corporate model, but not as crappy as a corporate. Game. But but also, I mean, it's um, you're. I think it's a grass is greener situation because I know there's probably a ton of comics out there pursuing the road gigs and those opportunities, but they wish they had a community to build off of and build from, and yeah. they don't. It's not like they have these. They're not. They don't have access to. A community that's wanting to book them in this sort of internal space first. You're just feeding the Kanye right now, but it's, no, I'm kidding. But uh, no, I. But I think it's. It, but you know what I'm saying? They're the like. Network, I mean, the network of. Look at Joe Coy, right? Yeah. Um, I don't really know his story in depth, but it does seem that he's built up this organic 
following in the Filipino community making jokes about the Filipino culture well, and his Russell family. Peters, Russell Sebastian Peters. What? Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, and just like talking about themselves and they, and they built it very organically from a community that's very tight-knit. And controls everything. But listen, no, but listen, listen. I listen. I, I posted recently that I, I that I'm doing comedy full time, and I got like I don't know 700 likes. I felt like 700 likes on Facebook, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I got. I feel like I just got engaged. Like right. it was, you know, it was really nice to see that. Right. And like I'm realizing, I'm like, wow, I really have a lot of people that are like. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about the internet. It should have been only simchas. You and a mic. You don't. <laughs> you're gonna explain only simchas to your crowd. Only simchas. Now that's fine. There's a website back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And when, you when, should have put a little shade on bad thing, have it lean and when, like this. And when bad things happen, it would be only otsvos.com. Uh, that, that look of the, of the, of the uh, engaged collar. Like, well, we always had the idea of what if a, like, more, more to, to the side of the like her like back's this, about but, to collapse. <laughs> no, but also they wouldn't, they wouldn't, tu- they wouldn't touch for the picture. Yeah. So you got to do the, um, excuse, like you're like, you're like, a couple standing this apart is more gross than making out, to be honest. Like, like really, I would rather you just make out in front of me versus. Um, that would be hilarious. Nobody had the balls to do that, but an, an only Simcha's pick of them just like going at it at the engagement party would be hilarious. Is uh, what's the? Oh, I'm trying to think. What's the only Simcha's equivalent now? But I guess there isn't one. There's a million of. Well, well, where you just post like your engagements. Simplest.com. Is there something? I don't know. Oh, anyway. No, but yeah. um, <laughs> no. So I, I, I very much. I, I, I think it is about honing your audience. That like, I think it's I, I either. I don't know if it's Conan O'Brien said it about like Pete Holmes that or, or, or something like that because mm-hmm. Conan O'Brien gave Pete Holmes his show or something mm-hmm. for a time, and it's like eventually you just do your thing, keep doing what you're doing, like hopefully you have enough awareness that like is this working? Like there's a lot of yeah. deluded comedians out there, and you're just like. Dude, you can't tell. Like comedy, at least you can tell mm-hmm. very early on. Unless you're very deluded, you can tell this is going well. And sometimes you do get Hungarian Jews who are just like, you know, we don't really laugh. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you, you, we enjoyed it. You want to tell your face, like you know. Well, we had a whole conversation last week about a Rick Rubin interview where he said, "Keep doing you." But that is a dangerous piece of advice for someone who doing them isn't working. It's about being self aware. Have the awareness yeah. again. Listen, I'm not to body shame. I joined the gym because I'm just like I looked at my myself on video and I'm just like I don't want to really look so pregnant. That's fat phobic. Um, you know, it's also Jewish phobic. Uh, <laughs> I told someone recently, I think I have body dysmorphia, and he goes, "Oh, what? Like your nose?" <laughs> I'm, I'm like, pretty I'm, sure my like no my weight. I'm pretty sure. Oh, somebody said I saw somebody post on Facebook. They said a friend said uh, their son, their kid said they saw a picture of Rambo or something, and they or and they said, "Oh, daddy, that's you," uh, or they said, "Daddy," and I said, I posted, I said, "Yeah, my son did that with Humpty Dumpty." So, uh, <laughs> daddy, you know, that's you, or, or well, something like daddy. I'm like, oh boy. So Pete Holmes is is an interesting person to bring up because yeah. he he sort of started out as a Christian comedian, like very clean. Um, I mean, I, I might be. I think he's a Christian that. person more. Well, well, Christian, right? Yeah, Christian person. But at the beginning of his career, I think he wanted to be a clean person, and he was doing ch- a lot of church gigs. I think that was kind of like when right. he took off. Um, and but now, you know, he'll play to um, theaters, and his his material is sort of like religious. Like he'll talk about God and the spirit and and that whole experience. Yeah. But you wouldn't really call him a Christian comedian anymore. Like, no. Do you, do you have ambitions to? To transcend the the Jewish audience and just make jokes generally, or what, are all your jokes? What I would no, I, I honestly a lot of the reason I come up with the jokes I have is because, like I said, it being being part of a modern Orthodox Jew, just so much of my life mm-hmm. that you're so focused. I'm just like, all right, you get up, all right, got to put this on, all right, got to wash my hands, got to go to the bathroom, say that blessing, mm-hmm. got you know, got to put on tefillin, got to put on whatever. Like it's so much. There's so many aspects, and I think that's also why Judaism is the way it is because it's like 
here's a constant reminder, by the way, you're Jewish. Meaning like as much as, you know, and not to evangelize Judaism a little bit, but which is ironic, but uh, I really think that's the whole point of why Judaism is such an action-based religion because it's literally like, you know, and at its heart, here's mm-hmm. what you're doing all the time, constantly. Why do we make a blessing on food? Always think about, by the way, this isn't like God controls things. Mm-hmm. Always think about this. So, so my immediate thought is about Jewish stuff often. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, flying with a baby, I'll have a general joke about that. But I would really love to have, let's say, my 90 minutes of material or a consistent 90 minutes of material for, let's say, an Orthodox room or, or uh, conservative or reform. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's also like, how inside baseball can I get? Um, so pro- uh, about 40 minutes, let's say, for all kinds of Jewish audiences, mm-hmm. and then at least 30 minutes of regular material for a corporate gig <laughs> where you're performing at a law firm, and they're like, um, so uh, no one's going to get your jokes if you talk about davening for well, too long. So the, the reason I ask is because talk, like when, when you're considering, do I want to do this full time and thinking about the finances, yeah. like in terms of growth, like there is a certain ceiling if your audience is Orthodox Jewish. Right. Um, so like, so when you're thinking of like, where am I going to be in 20 years? I, I would imagine I'd think like, yeah, like that will be my base, but I also want to be able to play right. so completely I, different audiences just so I can make more money at a, some point. No, that's definitely a good point. And I also don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not trying to alienate people when it's like, I'm making a reference that you didn't get, yeah. you know. No, yeah, I, know. I remember making a joke. I remember doing a show, I think it was NYU on a Friday night thing. And they said, don't make a joke about. Uh, that's it. That's too. It's gonna alienate non-orthodox people or something like that. Of course. So it was like was it the Hillel make, who said that. I forgot who it was, yes. but it was like don't make a joke. So <laughs> no, like, not the Hillel. You can make a, they're not orthodox. You can make a joke about Hillel's pluralistic. So yeah. They said don't. That's gonna alienate oh, right, the right, non. Right, right, I have right. no idea. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever so, they keep up, both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they said, I listen. They said you can't make a joke about. It. So, so it's like I can make a joke about uh, having a tefillin day, but I can't about talk about putting on tefillin the next morning. Like you know what I mean? Like that would be. Um, but like again, if I'm doing a show where Twill and date, you said Twill and date, Twill and date. Oh, I like that. You know, I did not coin that. You've never heard that. I, I have. I, I thought you said day. Oh, okay. So, so it was a Twill day. So, that's a momentum breaker right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I killed. I. I. Anyways, but uh, sit there for a minute. Should we huh? do? A, <laughs> should we do an ad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an ad read. Um, but yeah. So they said right. to you not, not to alienate. They said not to alienate. So I, I just like if I'm doing like a, a show and it's like, hey. Don't make this joke. I'm like, listen, if I make a joke about Avatar, the, the original one, and like three people didn't see it, I'm going to make that joke. Mm-hmm. So like, it, you know, it's not my fault that you don't get the reference. But so I don't specifically like do I, I do if I if I know I'm doing a synagogue of this kind of crowd, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, guys, you're going to get this right. This is because I, I, I'm trying to tailor, tailor the material. If I do a Chabad and they say, by the way, they don't do they don't know as much background stuff beyond Pesach, Rosh Hashanah and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to have to navigate. I'm gonna navigate those waters because you want to do well. I want to do well. I don't. Yeah. yeah. And I and it, but I do want to have a repertoire where all of a sudden I get a corporate gig and say, okay, there's six people that are Jewish. Everyone else is not Jewish. You need 25 minutes during lunch. Go. Right. And I can't just be like. You guys know when you're making a blessing on Oreos, but you say the wrong bracha. Sure. So you like, could also know. have a, a an altar. You know. Uh, uh, an alternated, an alternate set that provides more context to the things you do talk about with an affiliated crowd that just gives a little more to it. Like you might have to explain to an to a non Jewish crowd that we make blessings on everything. You could still get them to the well, funny. I, it I, just requires a little more. I, uh, I struggle with that though because know? I struggle with how much. Because you know why I struggle with that because it mean it's it's such a 
if you can say something in one word, mm-hmm. like an inside, like Kent code. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a game that we played in camp back in the day. Kent, Kent on Shabbos afternoons mm-hmm. because we couldn't watch TV. Right. Um, so, <laughs> um, but ba- that, hence the name of this special. Remind me after yeah, Shabbos. We're but yeah. destroy we'll talk about Kent's, that. We'll... Kent's Instagram this this week. <laughs> <laughs> Kent Instagram is really good. It's gonna to go on oh. fire for um, us. <laughs> no, but I I really. Uh, Sorry, what was I saying before that with the... Uh, well, that if there's a crowd that isn't going to be plugged the into code, your really the Jewish yeah. inside baseball material... How much do you explain? Right. Uh, that's, a, that's a tricky thing. Because, you have to pick. Right? But not just that, but I, mean, like, I can make this funny, but is it only fun? I, my biggest struggle is, is this only funny if you are experiencing it? Like, mm-hmm. talking about keeping kosher on a vacation yes. does not mean the same... Meaning, when you, keep, when, yes. you, when you go on vacation and you keep kosher, like, I can't like, relate to people that aren't keeping kosher because they're just like... Like yeah, you can just eat anywhere. They're like no, you have to eat what you brought. But, like, I, but you I have think, to. Yeah, I think you you're limiting. Them. I think you're limiting yourself though. Sorry, I'm yeah. gonna interject because yeah. I think there probably is a universal joke there that For 400 sure. million people could get about sort of whatever it is going on vacation with your little ex- eccentricities and demands that that you could you could open it up oh no so for sure it just I, requires more work no you need yeah, a, yeah, you yeah. need an you need yeah. an alpha and a beta side of, of each one of each testing probably yeah, yeah. and say this is the version i do for this this is the version i do for this yeah. which i don't do enough no but 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 even even with jewish audiences like if you if you brought it to like so why is this funny for me um, i don't know I, I, because you know, meaning to me there's something about if i say to you i am a glila guy mm-hmm that doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. If you are... Isn't like, the joke you have a no, Galila no, body, no, not a Hogba body? No, or I'm a Galila build. But, but, but how would Mike Berbiglia do it? That's funny. No, it's really funny. But how Mike Berbiglia would do it, he would sort of like lead up to like what that means when I say that. No, that's, what of, that, you know, that's definitely an interesting thing. And you're, you, you may be... Yeah. I may be selling myself too short. In Likely terms of, Michael's wrong. Don't worry about no, it. No, no, I, I think it's a good point because I don't know. I just think sometimes for word economy that it's like it's a lot easier to say, I do Glila, the guy who rolls up the Torah, not the guy who raises the Torah, which could be, we may have just solved the way I can tell that yeah. joke in a non-Jewish or a more secular environment. Yeah. But I, I, I also don't know what made but, it. But, but I, don't, I don't even mean the audience necessarily, just like um, for, for the joke itself. Like um, when yeah. I think, like thinking about Pete Holmes talking about writing comedy and Mike Birbiglia, like, um, and I, I give Ami uh, garbage for this also. Um, just like sort of like, it seems like they, they'll spend years thinking through like, what is the kernel of truth in this thing that I'm trying to tell? And like, those are the jokes that eventually sort of make it to the special or the show or whatever. Like, That's like, like just as joke writing, like figuring out like, yeah, Galila gets that laugh right off. But what do you like, mean I don't do that? But meaning, but, but meaning, <laughs> what's like, the garbage I get? But, no, like I give you, like, like uh, I think we did like a session once where, like, oh. you were talking about um, why John, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, what was funny about it, right. and you sort of went with like the impressions, which is like always funny. You're always going to get a laugh ten out of ten times, yeah. but like trying to think through like why, what is really funny about this? Um, yeah, just like to what, me, what was funny about it was that people believe Johnny. Well, here's what here's what the problem with the joke was. I said people believe Johnny because he sounds sexy. It has nothing to do with the the, the trial. I just said when he gets up there, he sounds cool. But the truth is, the reason that joke doesn't you point- just said savvy at the end of it. Savvy, savvy. <laughs> just like and, and then she sh- initially I wanted to be a musician, I, not an actor. But the reason it doesn't work is because people believe Johnny because of the case. <laughs> okay, and so that I'm up against like. It's not that the details of the case are ambiguous. It's so clear that she's psycho. Yeah. So every time I had to say one point, it was it was watered down or, or diminished and undermined by the, by the next point. But the impression was funny. So I made another joke off of it, which was that um, 
Um, I give Amber Heard a lot of credit for single-handedly ending the Me Too movement because for a long time, yeah. all we heard was believe all women. Yeah. Believe all women, and then Johnny Depp came along and said, "Not all of them." <laughs> and then, and that funny. always works. Well, then Disney, Not then, then Disney said, "By the way, <laughs> we have Johnny Depp back in Pirates of the Caribbean 19." Everyone's <laughs> like, "They're still making those." <laughs> but I was just like, "That always worked," and then I didn't know where to go from there to write it. I couldn't oh. solve the joke because. It wasn't that the case was not, it, even though it's true, people like, I love Johnny. Meaning the comments, there's also another joke that's part of it. We're really geeking out on comedy here. No, but, I, this, isn't I, that I, what they yeah. want? But this is, yes, yes. Isn't so, that buckle up? They, it's yeah, my yeah. mother-in-law and Ami's um, friends. Yeah, but, what? My Our followers. Audience. He thinks a lot of one of them, and then the latter he can't stand. <laughs> my fans on my Instagram, like, they detest Michael. They want him they dead. They don't like They me. want him dead. Somebody commented. Kill the homo. Um, L. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, someone just, someone just commented L co-host. You know what that means? Like loser like, co-host, like, meaning like like like, like an L, like 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 a, like a loss. Loser. So, I don't like know. That's what I was meaning. Thinking. Like when somebody says O, oh, like W, like whatever. I'm very out of touch with slang. That's what I, I was think. Saying. They also oh, said KYS, which is kill yourself. Yeah. So yeah, it gets pretty bad. Once. Whoa. Yeah. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. What did I sign Michael's up for? Michael's doing fine. He's got the best friends. Oh, the best. I love you. Keep at it with the positivity. But in the comments, the funny thing about the one last thing about Johnny Depp Amber Heard was that. Everyone's like, justice for Johnny. I'm like, he could be totally guilty and they would still love him. Like, there's something about that there where like, they're like, uh, they were like, uh, he hit her. He's a method actor. That's what they do. Well, <laughs> like, there's something well, about it, it, always defending Well, him. also, isn't it, uh, it's similar to the fans. It seems similar to like a, uh, an athlete of like a football player mm -hmm. that like, depending on how good the athlete was in that time, that Adrian Peterson, very good Kind of got a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Ray Rice and a career, of course. It, right. Different it's the things. Chappelle joke with Kobe Bryant, where he's like, t "Like, here's a ball, Kobe. Play for your freedom." <laughs> After Michael like, Jackson too. He's like, "If you found out he got raped by Michael Jackson, remember who they were talking about the child? It's Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, he was just like <laughs> saying what everybody I, felt. I was thinking the Michael Jackson Chappelle skit. They like they tried so easy to just. Get, that was Chris Rock, out. I think. Was it Chris Rock? Chris Rock. Oh, was it right, I'm sorry. Like, they tried to help Michael. They tried to say, "Hey." Do you think it's okay to sleep in the same bed as little kids? And he's like, maybe. And you're like, oh, no, I was trying again. That's what I thought. That's what I thought like Kanye had. They had these opportunities. Kanye, that was do it. you think the Holocaust is bad? And he's Alex, like, it yeah, is good. That and was you're Alex, like, oh, no, my. Alex Jones and him, he was just like, no, 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 no. Obviously, mainstream media is calling you a Nazi, but you're not a Nazi. I am a Nazi. Oh, but, but I, I mean, I, I think Hitler, I mean, there's a Jewish mafia, but I think Hitler did some not cool stuff. I mean, I, mean, I, I can't stand by that. I think he did some great things. Oh, we are lit right now. Lit. Lit, 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 lit. Oh my God, lit. Yeah, when. Uh, did you watch that live stream with I, Alex Jones? I did not. I saw, saw, I saw those two minutes. He's yeah. like, he's like who could make me look good? Yeah, <laughs> when, 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 yeah, it's another one of those levels. Everything Ow. is relative. <laughs> well, I think, what was it? I forgot which politician said something about, I can't believe you'd buy a Tesla. You should buy like a Volkswagen. And everyone's <sighs> just like, hey, I don't know if you know the history of Volkswagen, <laughs> but. <laughs> Let's That's just say funny. Germany isn't great. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, but anyway, I, I would love to see. Um, uh, I, I'd love to see your set and like in like. You know, yeah. I, I, you're doing it full time now, and like you develop it, and like like to be like, oh wow, that's like that's a joke that <coughs> everyone, no matter who you are, can appreciate, even though it has the word Galila in it. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that. So that's the. Uh, so that's an interesting interesting thing to try of yeah. say, can I make a joke stronger by being like. 
hey, I know you guys know this inside baseball term, mm, yeah. but can I explain a little bit more for everybody? Yeah. And it just kind of like... No, but you know what? No, and, and it's part of the set. It's not even like an explanation. It's mm. like, you know, part of the well, build-up so, to so it. So here, is like, here's the thing. I have a thing. So fine. Thing. So it's interesting because I have a joke like that about Sota mm. where uh-huh. I say, I said, I, I, the joke goes, I said, I feel like watching a Sota explode must have been horrifying. <laughs> but I bet there was a he, I, bet, okay. I bet there was a guy who was a huge Mortal Kombat fan who was like fatality. <laughs> Which is a very very specific niche joke. of like if you were a child of the 80s and 90s and you get this thing that is totally right up your alley. Come see my show March 16th. But <laughs> there's a gamer man from gamer a, game, a religious oh, gamer who's like <gasps> fatality. Also oh during God. the temple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. One hundred percent. Oh, that, that, that's uh, why it's so funny. I'll get back to this in a second. That, that's my favorite. When and she that, cheated on him, he was like, "Get over here!" Anac- <laughs> anac- Come here! Anachronisms of like being like that. like Moses, like Moshe in the Mishkan when they're ra- raising money for donations. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing is Moshe reading all the names of all. It says all the people donated, and I bet Moshe said, "Everyone, thank you so much for your donations. Every donation helped, even." Chaim Goldberg's $18 with the earmarked note that said, for this, we left Egypt. <laughs> like, to me, that's hilarious. So, so the Sota thing, so I say about Sota, I usually start with the Sota. I didn't even finish the fatality thing if I don't think the crowd's going to be on it because it's like older girls. Like, I think that's don't. hilarious. I actually really like because, But you're right in that yes. wheelhouse yes. of Absolutely. zone. Um, you know, you know what L stands for. No, but, uh, <laughs> kidding. Um, but, uh, Sota, so I say, I say, I feel like watching a Sota explode. For those of you that don't know, a Sota yeah. is when a woman is accused by her husband of committing adultery. We don't know if she did it. So what she does is she drinks this special water. And if she committed adultery, well, then she explodes. You know how you do. And that's very John Mulaney of me. Yeah. But, uh, you know and, how you do. And, you know how you talk to your grandma. And then, he, and then but if she didn't explode... Well, then they have the most awkward car ride home in the history of the universe. <laughs> it's like, do you want to talk about what just happened? I think you're sleeping in the sukkah tonight. Okay. And, uh, and then they said, the sukkah sukkah? What? Is Sota talked about in sukkah? Or is it's talking about its own thing. It's probably in, in Sota. Sota, yeah. Oh, it's in Sota. Oh, look at you. Look at this guy. Stark. 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 But here's the Stark thing. Stark means very, like very the joke. I think what you'd probably have to do to solve that problem is like pull back way further. And if you explain to a crowd that doesn't know what you're doing, so here's how much we care about our Torah. Oh, There's a guy interesting. who lifts it. He goes like this. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> right. and, 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 and people who don't know what you're talking about will laugh because this is just to, to, to foreign things are kind right, of funny. Right, then right. he puts it down. Then there's a guy who has no physical strength yeah. who goes up and dresses That's interesting. It. I right, feel like right, I'm right, going We basically to... get the Torah ready for a wedding that doesn't exist or, and we or, dress the Torah. Or, then we march it around and we kiss it. Sounds like you have a good glue ability. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like with everything, there's always two guys. There's a guy that does this and the guy that does that. Yeah. And, the, and then and like That's bring good. it This I, podcast is a writing session. Listen, guys, this, jokes, is, yeah. this, is, uh, this is great. No, I, 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 I think I probably just jumped the shortcut. Oh, that's a part of it also is that because of having these day jobs all this time, I didn't get enough time to like, not enough time or enough mental energy yeah. to take a magnifying glass on my existing material right. and cut the fat, say, you, this joke doesn't work. Why mm-hmm. do you keep doing it? Cut, cut it out. Cut it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ribbonous. Uh, I should never buy Gribbonous from a moil. It's so chewy. Isn't it amazing that Robin Williams wasn't Jewish? not Jewish. Jewish. He's, he's the, not? No. Robin Weird, Williams? Weird Al Yankovic either. Not Jewish. Not really? Jewish. Adam Sandler should do a song of people you think were Jewish from uh, work. That's funny. But actually... You should do that song. What? You should do Rob that song. I feel like if he was here and you suggest that, he'd be like, ha, ha, no. <laughs> Adam would say, hello. <laughs> yeah. 
One of you should do that song. What? One yeah. of you should write yeah. that song. He's had, yeah, Adam Sandler. He's, I feel like he's commanded so much admiration and respect from everybody. Well, I think... At this I, point. Well, I think because recently... He had uncut gems yeah. and other stuff because, like, meaning he had his Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, you know, Big Daddy, yeah. the like treasures of the of the 90s. of those times, yeah. and 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 then he made a bunch of flops, and everyone's like, that's why the movie Funny People is interesting because it's really about it's Adam, yeah. but it's about Adam Sandler, yeah. <laughs> like it kind of is, yeah. It's like this it's autobiographical in a way. Like he talks kind, about his, kind of, yeah. But I even heard like Bill Burr and Rogan, right, who are like alphas in the stand-up comedy world yeah. right now in the moment in the yeah. culture. Like talking about Adam Sandler in some older episode, but they were just like, Rogan's like, I get it. I get what Adam is. It's just silliness. Yeah. Like my daughter's watching Little Nicky. She's seven years old. She's cracking up. She's like, I get it. And and, and Bill Burr, who's like, <coughs> yeah, oh, okay, what am I going to do? Make, go, go, people give him a lot of shit. What do you give him a lot of crap for? We're gonna go make another Zohan, make another zillion dollars. By all means. Yeah. And like, they're all like, everyone's like amazed at his, I guess his success his, his, and sort of what he's grown. Longevity, because like, yeah. I feel like uh, comedians have a decade. Bill Simmons talks about this. They're like, mm. there was a Will Ferrell. There was a Will Ferrell decade. Will yeah. Ferrell's you can't he can't make a movie now. Like we can't make a he, 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 he can't, can't make, make a comedy. comedy like he did in, in the aughts. Like um or like Mike Myers is a great example. Jim Carrey. He had his decade, mm. and like you're. I mean, maybe now they would make an Austin Powers four or something. But but that kind of comedy <laughs> just isn't like well, comedy evolves. only lasts a decade or so. Well, it's, it's also, the actor. It's but evolved, part of it evolved, part evolved of past it, you, but Adam Sandler is still making. But part of it has to do also with cancel culture. Uh, I, I seriously mean yeah. that. Meaning there are a bunch of movies. The jokes that you rewatch works. any movie from the eighties, yeah. there is like movie Animal House, or you watch whatever, like yeah. Caddyshack and all these stuff. Ace Ventura, one of my favorite comedies of all time. Mm. That entire like twist is not okay anymore. Oh, the trans? Yeah. Finkel is yeah. Einhorn. But that's okay. Your gun is digging into my hip. Come I on. think it's an overstatement to say it's cancel culture that's doing that. If you I'm watch- not saying it's cancel culture. I'm just saying that, meaning <laughs> a movie like that right now would get panned immediately. It just wouldn't script. be funny. Well, they, well, they no, Ace Ventura would make it. Ace Ventura would be funny. I agree, but you also... I but if you watch Blazing Saddles, I think, look... There, Blazing I think Saddles is supposed to be ironic about it. I just think that there, my my contention is, I, I believe cancel culture is a real issue and a real problem. Yeah. But the reason things evolve and become less funny with time isn't because of cancel culture. It's just people's sensibilities to different things. The appropriate type of not cancel culture, but the appropriate type of evolution is a gradual one in which people find different things funny over time. Cancel culture is trying to take things that are funny to most people right now and shut them down because they offend a sliver. That's different. But I think that entire Ace Ventura thing, I think, still holds up in a lot of ways. And but I think that entire like plot line of him being grossed out mm-hmm. that he kissed someone who's trans or whatever, and then like all of a sudden, like that entire like thing, which is a huge part of it. Spoiler, uh, mm-hmm. is that basically like that? I don't think people. I, yeah, the gob like burning his clothes. She's got corner. balls on the back of her ass. Was the funniest thing ever. That end scene, the big reveal. Finkel is Einhorn. Iron is Finkel. I one million percent did not get that when I saw that as a kid. Of course not. I did not understand of what was happening. You didn't. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. You, um, you did no you? way you did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how old were you? I, I was old enough to know like she's actually secretly a man and it was freaky. I didn't care. I mean, she I takes her shirt off at the end that. and it's a man or something like that. I don't know what it I was, don't know. But Whatever. But the point is that like... Maybe I'm thinking of something. But else. as I'm saying, that's the entire plot line of the last 10 minutes of the movie or whatever, that entire section is like 
quote unquote problematic. Yes, yeah. but it it's problematic now because of cancel culture, not because most people wouldn't find it funny. I don't think uh, that's fallen out of favor. Uh fine, fair enough. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Blazing Saddles, people might cringe at now. Even old friends episodes, you're like, ooh. Blazing I think it's the opposite of what you said. I, I think you said people's sensibilities change. Like a joke that was hilarious in the nineties just isn't as funny as it is. There's a combination. Yeah, it's like, it's like watching it's like watching my dad's like Andy Griffith was so funny. And I was like, yeah. this show Exactly. I mean you're I saying understand. the premise yeah. would be problematic now, not the joke. Like even yeah. touching this both, subject both, is both, both, but both. touching the subject. That's why I defended like Dave Chappelle on the <coughs> on the trans jokes, but not the Jewish jokes, like on the monologue. And I thought the and to me the difference was in the monologue on SNL where he talked about Jews, it wasn't the fact that he talked about Jews that was a problem. It's sort of the substance of what he said. Whereas I think when he when he when he went after trans people in his Netflix specials, it's 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 a non starter just to make any sort he, of joke. Not not Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I, you don't have to. You don't have yeah. to agree, but I, yeah. I I draw a distinction. You are Jewish, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, I like a good Jewish joke. I like a good offensive Jewish joke, an edgy joke. It's when he started to go into commentary. So it's interesting. When and it's, his commentary on the Netflix stuff happened as a response, I think, to being attacked. I, I would also say stuff about like Holocaust humor. Is that mm. I have a joke where I, one of my first best jokes that I told was said I was in a hotel lobby in New York, not on a shidduch date, and I was waiting for the elevator, and this German couple was standing behind me, and I sneezed, and they said, Gesundheit, and I turned to them, and I said, thank you, but I couldn't help thinking, that doesn't make us even. (laughs) 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 Which, to me, is a different, meaning that's not, that's a, by the way, the Holocaust happened joke, as opposed to a, really offensive joke about like victims of the Holocaust. I get it. But Louis C.K. made a joke about child molesters on an SNL monologue yes. and it was awesome. It was an amazing joke and he even acknowledged how hard it was to get through in and the Louis moment. Louis C.K. has never been canceled. <laughs> that was This was before that. Know, I'm judging the comedy. I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding, I'm judging yeah. the comedy. I agree, I agree. And it's, I'm just saying he's finding I, the I, funny I think, and then he gets there he goes, all right, honestly, we did it. We did it. We honestly, did it. We got through no, it. The, the Dave Chappelle thing bothered me that SNL... Thing yeah, we're because, all very Jewy here. Let's talk about that. No, I'm saying the thing he's no because of the thing he said. I was like, it's like you can't blame yeah. black people for Jewish problems or something yeah, like you that. You can't I was blame like, you. Can, Jewish people have been through horrible things, but you can't blame the African American. Like community. that was a you weird. You just can't. That last, like, that's not what's happening. That line right yeah. there was the thing that got me the most. And it wasn't a joke. It was just like it was a statement. This was like a, in other yeah, words, side. the difference is in one category where it's whatever group it is, right? And I'm not saying I know it's hard to believe. I'm not credible in the sense because I'm Jew. Oh, because you're Jewish, you're getting offended by the Jewish stuff. It's not really that. And in one case, the entire topic is off limits by nature. The fact that it's you're talking about trans people or you're talking about any quote marginalized group in this category, you can never joke about them. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying you can joke about Jews, but like make it a joke. Also, Anthony Jezelnik is guys. These are jokes. Everything here is not. I don't mean seriously. Yes, yes, yes. And Um, sometimes the joke fails. Sometimes it doesn't. But that was the difference. I felt like he was. Then going into his commentary, and then you judge it by a different standard, which we've talked about before on previous episodes. But um, and you're both transgender and Jewish. Yeah, so let's talk about so how that. How did you feel about it? When did post that pre up? Nice, what's going nice, on? nice, um, uh, nice, nice uh, button there. Yeah, but in terms of expanding <laughs> into a bigger audience, back to what Michael was I, asking to uh, before, yeah. we kind of dissected a little bit of your material on how it could work and stuff. But you're focused right now on sort of doubling down on your audience. I yeah, I would love to get to the point where like I think the, the awareness. I think a lot of people in the you know, Jewish space know who I am mm-hmm. in the, in that regard. But I would love to get to the point where like, hey, this guy is who you have to hire for your gigs, mm-hmm. you know, for your for your shows. And again, I'm going to keep hopefully like, you know, have like my three columns of, mm-hmm. okay, this is like, you know, we're talking about, hey, you should mark mark this and say, this is a joke you can do for everybody. Mm-hmm. And this is a joke you can do just for Jewish crowds. This is just for Hasidic crowds. This right. is just for whatever. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's also like, 
it's it's also again the day job thing is I, I didn't have time to write mm-hmm. because I would just be like all right I have these gigs on weekends and I'd be like oh shoot I gotta you know, so so now that you're full time, what does that mean? Like, what are you gonna do? Oh, with good. Your what? Eight, that is, eight hours. A that day? is the There's always hours. that question. So, like, what does your day look like? Without so a day I went job? to see the I'm Fablemans. Now I, uh, <laughs> which I did know. My, 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 my wife. Slow movie. You I loved it. Up but I thought it was I slow. liked. I of course. It's, have you seen Spielberg? I don't like movies that are just the vibe and nothing else. It's just not. Michael, you might like just it. The I vibe. I I actually. And this isn't even a joke. I love movies that are just vibe and nothing mm-hmm. else. That's actually like my favorite. I didn't see it yet. I want to. So you'll like it. Probably. should see just. Just the vibes. Just the vibes. Just the it's vibes. just the vibe. I, I also like. I never it's like when somebody goes "Oi va voi, oi va voi." <laughs> oh, are they oh, like I, anti-Semitic well, Jewish? So I, I have it's like, not ca- hunters. like character. It's not hunters. No, okay. no, no. So no, meaning it's it's Seth within Rogen reason. Tries. But I, but that's why I like what I liked about early seasons, like Mrs. Maisel, for example. It's too much for me. I, oh, no, I, at a certain point. No, I think at a certain point it got. But at, like caricatures. Kevin, but like Kevin Pollock, at a certain point in that show. Is was very, I found very like genuine, and then it became a little too like, oh, I'm, oh, my Manischewitz is burning, like type of thing. <laughs> and you're like, and which gives me hope that one day I can go to a more secular Jewish crowd and be like, guys, have you ever heard a, t- a joke about your yarmulke falling in the toilet? Because you would also, love my stuff. There, there was that show Hunters about the guys tra- who were hunting Season down Season two trailer just oh, dropped. Oh, yeah. And literally, I'm like, th- everything is as Jew, like they, I'm like, guys, Jewish people, I know that our life is, defined and dictated by all things Jewish, but we don't talk like in biblical references. All He, he was like, oh, it's hotter than the burning bush in here. Or everyone has to wear a talus always. <laughs> always. Why is, oh, it's a rabbi. Put a talus it's on. It's a lack of real consultation. I, w- I was cleaning out for Hanukkah, and then uh, as I was putting away the menorahs, someone knocked at the door, so I opened the door, and I was holding a menorah, and I'm like, this is what this is how they think in the writer's That's room. Amazing. Of, like, While you're, I, oh, hello. I literally, <laughs> I'm a Jew. I, I still want to work on this house to bring this into stand-up. I once went on a flight. I was bringing somebody a gift for like, we're staying for a weekend, and we brought the a bagel slicer and I literally brought this on the plane in my carry-on and not realizing oh by the way it's a bagel guillotine 5000 but also like what's the headline Jew can't go two hours without a bagel like but but uh that's a subtlety is believable I mean that's a huge that's a huge issue with me Baruch Hashem oh my god Jewish the Jewish depiction the Talmud says says, that's a mitzvah (laughs) the Talmud says that is what I love about a show like Game of Thrones for example is they start the story right in the middle with all these terms and you have to find your way and into they, this world and they consulted really Westerosi people and be like is this accurate like, <laughs> but, you know? but in a sense they, they, they tapped into a they rich they said that's not the real dragon the real dragon <laughs> they tapped into a rich world and, and in reality there's so much consultation well, that can be well done. also again yeah and I'm, a, I'm in for sure in LA but I you would, like the Fableman well I like t- the Fableman. what happens yeah. they, they hire they hire writers and they're like oh you're Jewish you're a Jewish writer now you can contribute I had a bar mitzvah and they're like I'm a Jewish Listen. writer I am so Jewish mm-hmm. and, and then like when it comes down to it Listen, they don't really this know is, this is well, that, that's to, what happens. They say, "Oh, listen, yeah, yeah." Like the same thing. Like, like you have a take on Israel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have Fiddler on the Roof on DVD, and I eat bagels every Sunday. So, of course, I know the geopolitical right, exactly. circumstances yeah. that are in that country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you get to comment on that without, but like, but yeah, I, I, I think it. Uh, like you're saying, all it takes is, hey, guy with the yarmulke, is this what you do? No. Yeah. Okay. Maybe don't make up a thing called dead goyim leg. About uh, did you remember? Did you know yeah. that thing? Yeah. Um, this is uh, this is one of the funniest slash saddest moments in like media in the last couple of years. There was some 
Canadian show called, I think something about nurses, whatever. And it was just about, they, they had a guy, a, a patient come in. A, a Imagine old, a show called Canadian Nurse. <laughs> He's not going to, uh, uh, scalpel, eh? <laughs> well, you know, it's going to get bloody. It's going to get very, very bloody. Oh, sure. Yeah, you're gonna, that leg's going to have to go. Oh, that's okay. That's oh, right. yeah, but will I, ever, just, I got a spear. Doc, will I ever be able to play hockey again? I got a spear. Thank oh, God. Oh, just put some maple syrup on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know why. That was a little Irish. Just put some maple syrup on your leg. It's going to be mighty dandy. You're not Canadian, are you? (laughs) Oh shoot! Oh Uh, shoot! Luckily, I got an extra kneecap. By the way, my my my, I have a toy. My my kid has a toy car, and it has a Lucky Charm symbol. Yeah. And uh, my kids call it. Oh, it's the Chocolate Man, (laughs) or 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 something like that. The Leprechaun. Yeah. I was like, that's a funny name for Leprechaun. Um. So this show, anyway, this in in this show, this this episode, this this ultra orthodox kid is like gonna play basketball he's playing basketball and he hurt his leg and then they talk about how he has to get like a a skin graft of something and they say and then the father who is this like classic over the top curly fries pay is like fake whatever be like you, you, you can't accept you can't accept a skin graft from it could be could be from from a goy from a woman <laughs> and like and you're like why are you making up hello like like uh, you know Grey's Anatomy did it too right. like years ago where they're That's like so oh you you know funny. you have you have to like uh, one of the first episodes like hey you need to have a, an official valve from a pig yeah you know, I don't I don't like I'm sorry. Do you know what your grandmother would say? Do you know you have a pig heart? A cousin? Like and and so like it, it's such a it's such a shame because there are so many Jews you could ask, but just because you met a couple who are like uh, a couple people who are like you know they're they're not so into it and they don't know the story and the origin. It's like it's really it's really. Bad. The, the but hubris also, to, to think that that you don't have to be sensitive to a particular it, it, Well, it bothers me also because every other group you wouldn't even... No, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. we don't know if it happens with like when they do Asian stuff. We don't know how wrong they are. But but uh, imagine the Fair up point. in arms... But imagine how up in arms everybody would be. Listen, yeah. I think it's rightfully so that like all these... I'm sure the Muslim community was upset that every 24 bad guy was like... Hey, this is what a Muslim is like. You know, that's probably pretty offensive. Mm. So, but like, I don't think anybody takes the extra time to be like, "Hey, is this really what it, the Muslims? <laughs> is this really what a Jewish guy?" Can I also? I, yeah. I do think there needs to be a fast food restaurant kosher that opens in Brooklyn or the Heights called Curly Fries Payas. <laughs> that's what you just said. Curly Fries Payas. I, I would eat there every day. The 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 uh, quality of payas on television and film is oh, terrible. That's what I mean by Curly Fries Even payas. Even in the Safdie Brothers, they, they made the right. Uncle Jumps. They got everything right, mm-hmm. and except for this chassid with like and what's what's amazing is that when even, when they do uh, when when Judaism uh, is depicted right, yeah. it, it's like your your bar is so low that you're just like oh my god it's like it's like when you apply to a job and you don't hear back and then eventually a bunch of jobs and you finally get an answer and they say no and you're like oh my god they're so nice they say I always respond thank you so much for your response thank you so much exactly I wish you the best of luck in your search yeah, please yeah no but uh, but I'm saying like all it takes is. Ask a Jew. Ask yeah. a ask an observant Jew. Is this is this an accurate depiction? Yeah. Is this right? And uh, best best depiction of Judaism, I think, in media yes. is Jackie Mason on The Simpsons in the first episode Crust- where he plays Krusty's father. Watch mm. that episode again because they literally will just be like, "Hey, they're like quoting parts of you the guys Gemara. just became best friends." <laughs> they're parting quotes of the Gemara and they say, "Oh, who's that? Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai? Yeah, sure, he's like reading the Torah like he's a, 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 like he's writing a letter, but like." They really took the time and do it from a respectful way, yeah. and it was emotionally based. Also, it was about like a father and son, not like a 
Right. Also, what? Now, well, that's why I say, that's why I say Shtisl is such yeah. a good show because mm-hmm. Shtisl is yeah. a good show because it's not about them being Hasidic. It's that it's about their family and they happen to be Hasidic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're humans too. They're humans, and that's how you really do good characters. Yeah. This is about people, and this it's is hotter than matzo ball soup in here. Yeah, <laughs> I would love. Well, that's what the what this Hallmark uh, Hanukkah movie that just I didn't even, uh, I didn't. I was uh, had a song in it. You did? Yeah, Hanukkah on Rye. My band had a song in it. Hanukkah. Wait, Hanukkah's on cool. Rye. The name of the movie. That's cool. Yeah. What was the name of your song? Um, we, it, the name of the song is uh, "My Eight Favorite Nights," written by the, uh, the guitarist from Lincoln Park, and we were the artists that recorded it. Really nice. Eight favorite hey, nights. Is that a one? Yeah, exactly. The guitarist Michael from Lincoln Park, not oh. the singer. But I thought it might sound like that. Well, did you ever think about acting? <laughs> did I ever think about acting? No. Yeah, I think you'd be good. Really? Yeah, you should. Yeah, I want add that to. I wonder if any opportunities would come up. People wouldn't approve. What? What part of that? I I remember so I like you'd lines. be a great best friend in a rom com. I would make. Mm, a, yeah. I would make a great great Gleela guy, like a Jason <laughs> Alexander type of guy. I don't know. It's like, hey, I, yeah. I want the. I, I just want the script to say, "Looking for a nebbishy, balding Jew who looks like he has every genetic disease." Yeah. Ever. <laughs> hey. Yes, you. Like, what? What if IBS was a person? Would you? <laughs> What's that? I've heard. What if IBS irritable balls? Have you said that? Have you said that on stage? No, I just oh. said that. No, that's really. You know, you know, you look, you look a little bit to me like the critic. Oh, I wish they brought back that show. I uh, love that show. John Jay Lovitz. John Lovitz. And yeah. you know what's amazing? That first of all, I loved that show when I was yeah. a kid. But, it was yeah. on for just a brief. It was on. Like, it was on seasons. like every like few so years. Funny. Two seasons. On. Two okay. seasons. If it, but it wouldn't be funny anymore because they've already made Family sequels. Guy. No, they've already made the whole half. The movie was like Jurassic Park. Two, the Raptors escape, and now they made Jurassic uh, Park seventeen. Which one? Which would be a? Would he he every, would review every films. movie. Sorry, he's a film critic, oh, but they would be like all make right. these satires of movies. He's it, losing his mind. But it would just be, it wouldn't <laughs> be so funny because the they because <laughs> the movie industry is just all reboots and yeah, sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. But that movie, should, that show should totally. Be I re-rooted. was as a kid. I they remember bring that dying. Back. It was it was before Family. It was in between it Simpsons was and Family. So I was the critic. funny. See, we could get John Lovitz on the show. Yes, I, we could. I tried to get him to do a um, benefit. How familiar are you with like from Twitter? I'm, I'm not on Twitter. I'm, I know Bashevkin. Okay. You okay. are on Twitter. On Twitter, I, I mean, I I'm literally on it. One of the I'm not really. I don't. Not I don't, active. <coughs> I check it once, uh, literally once a year. So, or so okay, so like I don't. One of yeah. the things. One of the things. One of my. One of the followings that I've been able to build yeah. is, is like a Twitter base based on like really from jokes, and that's a little bit where it's helped to lean I into. I want to like, hear about this. He's like from. These from things where it's like you're talking these jokes and I'm like, does anyone get this? And I was like, yeah, like, you know, making a joke about Kent on Shabbos right. or something. Is, is Bashevkin Debash ideas? Is he the king of from Twitter? He's one of the. He's a bit. He's a big name in it in terms of like, as in like, there's. I'm only saying so many. It's not like a, a club, but yeah. like it's Michael's like, more active on Black Twitter. <laughs> and Kent Twitter, Kent Twitter. But I'm saying for from Twitter. So so the reason I say Brian from Twitter, John Lovitz, is that. Um, First of all, there was a, one of these videos going around uh, at one point, this rabbi saying, you know, I like to get high. A guy told me he likes to get high. You know what I get high? I get high in the Boreolum and whatever. And it was this great clip going around. Yeah. But somebody, Gilbert Gottfried, all of a shalom, rest in peace. He, somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody sent him a cameo. I love from Twitter. It's amazing. All of these uh, uh, very affiliated from Jews writing about the Gemara, writing about the Mishnah. Too many rules, people. I just can't follow it. 
Yes, keep going. <laughs> That's why there's oh. a disclaimer before Aladdin. <laughs> um, okay, Michael's one of my Michael's favorites. Yeah. Um, so no, so so somebody cameo <laughs> send send money to, to cameo a cameo to a Gilbert Godfrey to do this video of this recording to to do it uh, of this of this quoting saying thing. You know, I like to get high. Him reading this That's saying, a "Good what? use of money." It's good use of money. Behind money. the Boreolum? Yeah, of that guy saying it like this viral video from the From World. So there's another. You know where I like to get high in the Boreolum. By the, Something a, like a that. A great Patreon would be that guy being like, "Yo, you give me ten bucks a month, I'm gonna use it for things like this." I, 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 I would give that so, guy so, ten so, bucks so a month. So what happened with that? There was a video going around last year of this guy saying. Um, being really enthusiastic about like what could you do if you could do nothing in life what would you do and this guy's like I just want to learn but here's how he said it. he's like I was sitting in the birds in Muncie and I was uh, somebody asked me what would you do if I could I would I would just all I would do I would just learn a, a certain section of the Gemara a Rabbeinu David which I didn't even know was a commentary and just drink ricious cold <laughs> seltzer which I thought was a kind of seltzer and it was just amazing. It was just, and it was just gets so into it. A minute and a half. So this guy's so enthusiastically. So I tried. Me and a few friends, we tried so hard to transcribe some of this video and send it to John Lovitz, and we raised money on a cameo to have John Lovitz do because John Lovitz doing that to me would be the funniest thing. Can you do a John Lovitz? What happened? He's dead. Uh, I don't have it immediately. <laughs> what I would love is to just learn all day. I don't really have it down. Rich's cold seltzer. Rich's cold seltzer. Yeah, that's, are they sucking? Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> that's the ticket. He's losing his mind. Learning. I'm a learner, not an earner. So if John Lovitz is out there, <laughs> yeah. we tried a few times to send this thing. It's also cameo. You only have like I don't know character fifty characters, so I couldn't give the whole backstory. Yeah. Is he and, on cameo? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We oh, sent it to him, and we sent him a few times, and it, it got re he rejected it. Because oh, I don't know. You rejected the request because it's a little bit we thorough. Okay, it's a little, little like complicated. It's a little thorough. Yeah. By the way, it's my grandmother's 73rd birthday. If you could say something about my Uncle Bernie, who also had a hip replacement last Shabbos. Whatever. Yeah. So, like, you can't write that whole thing in Cameo for some people. That usually gets rejected and stuff when people want a whole sketch, you know. But that's, that's BS. Not they should have this to was, say we'll whatever record you this write. video. I even you can reject play for me, monkey. I'm paying you <laughs> yeah. a good $180 that we fundraised yeah. pretending it was going to Tzedakah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. So we tried. Oh, that's, that's disappointing. I know. We tried could really we, hard. Um, could we just like cameo him as a guest and just pay him 180 bucks every minute he's on our podcast? Who's funding of, that? That's a lot of Dunkin' Tradition <laughs> soup? That's a lot of Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And a Chevitz and Bayo, He's got to be Jersey. accessible, right? John? He do if he's on Cameo. Yeah. I mean, well, whatever. There's a lot of people on Cameo. I know. But I'm like, on Cameo. But if his Cameo isn't that expensive, mm. no, I feel like that would be... Maybe a green room connection first, you know? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so uh, speaking of you're doing this full time now, yeah. um, like, are, do you want to get into video content and like, and like putting things out there and performing? And I, again, I, I was telling Ami this and somebody else that like, it, I, I think I would be very good at writing this kind of stuff. Like, I think, I don't know if you were serious about the actor thing. I, no, I'm sorry. You're very, I appreciate yeah. it. I, but I, I feel like my memorization is really, really poor. Like even when somebody's like, do a promo video and I'm just like, come to this show February 6th at Avas Torah of Englewood and like, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, that's where I am. Um, but, uh, I was like, is this coincidental? Well, also the way they come up with yeah, school yeah. names is just you take generic Cat. Jewish words. It's like the Jimmy Fallon randomizer and it's like, <laughs> where'd you go? Shomre! 
chesed, and they just put words together, and that's also how you, where your daughter's going to seminary. But uh, I I would totally do video stuff. I just again, it's having the time. I would like to write. I came. We were talking about different sketch ideas yesterday. I think Tinegra. That's my wife's idea, actually, to do a sketch oh. video driving through Tinegra, but just Queen and Rose. But also, again, instead of of looking at, but also in in terms of the writing, instead of like Christy Brinkley in a in a convertible, it's it's just like somebody in a van. It says like Camp Hask on the back on on the bumper sticker, and that was just a huge shaitel. Can we do uh, Muncie Cops? Yes, I, we we were once we were let's, once driving in Muncie. Let's do Muncie okay? Cops, guys. And we and, and right away we're just like I, it just came to, came to me. We're driving, we're in the car, and we started riffing on this idea called Muncie Cops, where it's literally cops, but it's like. Yeah, so it's sukkah's time. Everybody needs a sukkah. Everybody needs a sukkah. <laughs> and he's driving around, and there's like altercations. Yeah, this guy's a little bit too much there with the Rebbe. He's got too much there with the Rebbe. He's making a brochus. They're waiting on lines. Long lines for the Rebbe tonight. Long lines. And it's like literally one of these Shmira vehicles. Muncie cops. On this episode, what you going to do when they come for you? It's going to be it's gonna be very serious. Sir, you have a l'chaim tonight. You have a l'chaim? What's going on tonight? What are you, what are you waiting on here? What are you waiting on? Are you drinking? It's C&G a little too long, no? It's a little long. It's a bit late. What's in the What's in the shmef? What's in the shmef? What's in the shmef? Your license is uh, liquid. What, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> bad boys, listen. What you gonna do? Boom. That's the whole theme song. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, let's do it. Let's bad buckers, bad buckers. Okay. What you gonna do? What you gonna do with the comfy? I don't know. Not, not I, much. Can I mention my idea yesterday about the, uh, sure. the perm thing? I said, oh, this is good. my perm one. I want to do one. How many in the next two months? Is um, you have in the Megillah for the perm story of Esther, who's supposed to hide that she's Jewish, and Mordechai says, oh, Esther, you have to hide the fact that you're Jewish. And you pan to Esther, and she's played by Fran Drescher. <laughs> and she's just, oh, no. I will try my best. <laughs> no problem. No one's going to know at all. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> but, but, no, no. But then the entire time is everyone in Shushan is, it's like, it's like Superman. I can't tell it's him. Uh-huh. Whatever. Everyone's just like, I think, you know, Hamlin's like, hey, I, I, don't want, I think she might be Jewish. And then also then Mordechai says, now it's time to tell her, tell everybody that you're Jewish, tell the king that you're Jewish. And she says, okay, but I hit it really well. I even, you're Jewish? You're Jewish? You? To me, that, to me is that, that's, that's so funny. Like, and then also even the reveal when she finally says it at the party. And he says, I just want you to know there's this guy out there who's trying to kill my people. I'm Jewish. And Haman says, <laughs> like to me that's so funny yeah. that and again I, I listen I, I'm I know listen is, is, is in the Persian the Persian story so it's not gonna be Fran Drescher but yeah. still th- th- somebody's so Jewish so, so like so now, now that now that you have these ideas and they're yeah. good like are you are you ambitious enough to like start a YouTube channel and like in earnest be like I'm gonna do this. I mean, this. I mean, I mean, I talk about this a lot about how hard it is I, to build an audience. On social I would media. love to collaborate with people because okay. I don't. I don't think I have the. Yeah, no, but, I but don't even have nine to collaborate, mics. I don't have the entire B and H studio that you guys have here, yeah. which is nice. Um, two cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's very. They're but their iPhone Our thirteen battery just right. died over there. But their so iPhone. But their I, but their iPhone thirteens. Uh, no, I like meaning. I I think I'm the uh, the idea guy. I would love to be writers' room mm-hmm. and be like, all right, let me punch up this thing. Like one of the things. And stand up clips. You'll have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen. One of the best. You, got, one you of, guys got to hook up for, per, for uh, during the Zoom times. Um, Elon Gold <laughs> got to hook up. At one point, we're going to at one point, we're going to tell forty year olds. By the way, that hooking love, up doesn't mean networking anymore. I love using that yeah. phrase, and I love saying like, "What a boner." <laughs> 
There is a there was a thing. There was a there was a, a, a Cubs back in the day. There was a like a, one of the world the Cubs World Series in the nineteen hundreds nineteen tens. It was like it's called like Merkel's boner, and it's like this big mistake. <laughs> what does it mean? In huh? ancient like, times? like what a like yeah, what a mistake. screw up. What a, a hoot. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a screw up. Oh, because I remember in Beauty and the Beast as a kid, I was dying. He was like, Bell, ah, I'll never get this boner piece of contraption to work, and I was like. Did anybody else hear that? Yeah. I'll never get this. What a boner. And that's why Beauty and the Beast has a disclaimer in front of the movie. Yeah, every exactly. movie has a different reason. Right, right, I, right. I, that, oh, that would be funny. Mm. Every You go through Disney movies and you you give a reason why. Mm. You give each scene. Instead of just saying a generic, it was an insensitive time, it mm. may be a thing. And it's like, no, because this scene... Will never, will never work well, right you now. You say why and what's the exact reason? reason you say listen, and then you. It's a. Li- it's like the Amy Schumer. Did you see the Amy Schumer sketch with the anti-Semitism thing? No. I I don't know if it's a promo. I don't know if they're bringing the show back, but there's something about like she's doing a thing and it's like uh, she's at a, like a work thing. They're like an HR thing. Like everybody, we want to talk about workplace sensitivity, and they yeah. say yeah, because like Amy's a, a Jew face, and <laughs> and then they're like yeah, I know you're a woman, so it's not as it's a little whatever. They like are extra sensitive except the fact about the Judaism part, right. and it's like really. Really poignant for right now what's going on in the right. world. So I, I you got to check that. That, that everyone's sketch. sensitive except the Jews. It's like whatever. Listen. Everyone's except. Well, it's, it's also not quite that. It's, it's also like, like Jews can take a joke because it's like at least you're not killing us. Mm. Like that's really. And I would say also I would say the same thing with like the black community. I think mm. also that they're just like black community Careful. can handle a joke. They can handle a joke <laughs> because you've been through worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much worse. So it's like. But whites can't take like you know woke whites can't take a joke because they haven't been through worse. Is that what you mean? And they're projecting yeah. their their thing. If you tell any crowd, like uh, some Jewish crowds can really handle jokes about it. It's you. always people on behalf of minorities Correct. that are more offended than the Correct. minorities themselves. Correct. Mark and Norman talked about that too yeah. in like a clip that's gone around. He's just like, hey, you know, hey, you can't tell that joke. But I did this joke for a black room and they were dying. So who are you telling me that they can't take the joke? That's kind of offensive. Hey, oh, comedy. I'm Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> I, but, ju- I just watched my... Like first clip of it, he's, he's really first funny. clip. He's amazing. I've like been hearing for a long time. Spot? I just watched his Dude, first like Mark Norman. Like, set. Mark is Norman, amazing. you've been sleeping on Mark Norman. Yeah, Mark Norman is Ooh, incredible. Very funny, incredible, incredible comedian. I mean, so much. I, 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 what did he tell you backstage once or something? You were talking about something. He dropped a gem. We were talking yesterday about it. Was it about? Um, shoot, something really. Was it wise about stand up? Was it like a? It was a stand up. I, like, I, I tell you off air. I think. Yeah, okay. But uh, it's it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, everybody. No, Got but it. also no. The uh, <laughs> that's disappointing. <laughs> I know. It's I'm okay, sorry. Okay, no, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay, we'll do it off. Whatever. Morgan but it was. Too. We could do that. <laughs> it was really. Um, okay. Wait, oh, I, 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 I should, can I bring up the, uh, the, the summer gig that I yes. about the intro? So uh, one funny anecdote, we'll yeah. close on this, and then I just want to hear a little bit about just your back to your daily routine and yeah, process yeah, yeah, and yeah, what yeah. the plan is now that you have all the time to yeah. yourself. Like, things start to get really more challenging in a way. Now yeah, that you don't so, have no, I, I did a gig in the summer and I, uh, at one of these uh, places, you know, in the Catskills or something, mm-hmm. and it, it was, which is still happening a little bit. It's mm-hmm. not like Mrs. Maisel time, but the funniest was that, that like, I got introduced the person who introduced me, she was just like, um, you know, we had this comedian Modi last week. How good was Modi? <laughs> and Modi is a very big name in the Jewish, you know, comedy scene. Uh, and everybody was like clapping. Well, if you want to see him, he's doing a show also later this summer. 
now he's not Modi. <laughs> but, and I had to walk into that and just be like, I've never had an intro of it. I, I made it work. I kind of made a joke about it. You and did. Said, you did. I was there. I, thank God I made a joke about it. And I said, wow, I've never been introduced. But how good was last week's comedian? That's, so not Modi, ladies and gentlemen. Not Modi. Um, yeah. So um, in terms you, of. You used it really well. Everyone was no, laughing. thank God I was I able to. Right and, that, and, that, and, that, and, that, and that's another thing also is coming up with something in the moment as you get this this thing of you know all of a sudden you're, you're that's that in these Jewish gig also you just yeah. all of a sudden are given this impossible situation sometimes yeah. where they're just like all right everybody we're going to say Tehillim Perak Kuf Chaf Aleph explain for the audience but uh Parak, a prayer uh, of sadness <laughs> a prayer of sadness begin with a prayer of and sadness that, uh, yeah and then we're going to have the comedy show and that's <laughs> that's pretty much how everything goes and but the fact, material is so equipped to take that on which is what Yes so and my it. and my persona is very much like it's also better like if a comedian before me is dirty it's great because I'm just like yeah. Hey, you're like, hey, you've seen this guy on Comedy Central? You've seen me at the Young Israel of West Hempstead, like, and it's unassuming, and then it sneaks in, and people are like, okay. My best, yeah, my best, my best quality is that I'm uh, the, uh, have low expectations. You, you look like a paper plate at Kiddush. <laughs> look like a paper plate. I wanted, I want to do, I want to do an ad for my comedy because genuine ads are so annoying. I want to do like a, a like a print ad, whatever, yeah. and it's just fake quotes, but not even about my show. It just says like, "We didn't go to the dinner because it was twenty five dollars. <laughs> the room was freezing." And then somebody got a good suggestion. They said, uh, "He reminds me of Hadi. Who does he remind me of?" As a quote, That's really <laughs> I love that. isn't uh, your Twitter bio also? I make jokes while Jews eat. I love Something that. like that. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Like I make jokes during. You know, Jewish Jewish dinners because like it's so classic. I make jokes for Jews while they. Eat. But I, I really what I <laughs> what, owning it. I just love. But that. like of course, of yeah. course, uh, you know, and everything is about us eating. But but um, I really do think that like what we're saying, as much as it's like segmented and be like, hey, you're going into this little niche of a zone of even just orthodox world. There is so much room out there mm -hmm. for that because I don't think, as we know, the media is just. And the Netflix is like, all right, my unorthodox life. Here's how orthodoxy is terrible. Mm -hmm. And like, there is nobody doing, not much, uh, people doing. Hey, I am an orthodox Jew who prays three times a day, but I have very serious opinions about certain Seinfeld episodes <laughs> or Ace Ventura. Like that doesn't happen. They're not. You're not depicted, and it's a very unique point of view. I think that's really. You know, it's your Jewish um, characters are generally like, yeah, my grandmother's kosher, mm -hmm. and that's it. And I think there's there's a lot of lot of space there. But in terms of my daily routine, I'm 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 still figuring it out. I you came in here, you saw a whiteboard of a bunch of stuff I have written down, and now that you're like sort of in the space of having to craft your day around creative productivity yeah. and development, yeah. Um, do you have stuff in mind of how you're going to do things? I saw you kind of mapping out different places to target to I, book. I tr right. So I have I have the like the long term goals and whatever. I, and this I, is good advice for anyone also like no about going into I, the for sure. Ones. I I want to I, well I realize what I need to fix on you know focus on. I need to focus on writing material. Like we said, for the three different, you know, I guess targets that we want to do, mm -hmm. enough material that I have that again, I got a corporate gig, I can do it. Um, and also, uh, my video, I'm I'm aware that thank God I've been doing well on Twitter and uh, and Twitter and Facebook. Twitter, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The from from uh, the from Velt, mm -hmm. and uh, but but my Instagram is not as strong as I'd like it to be. Mm -hmm. And I realize, okay, Instagram and TikTok are really where it's at. Make like you said, video content of even if it's not just like sketches, it's me taking qual high quality videos of my act, chopping it up and being like, hey, yeah. let me release it. The Modi model. I, I don't know if I would call it the Modi model, but I think it's like, <laughs> I, meaning in the sense that, in the sense that like, 
I think no, but Modi's really very good. The, and somebody I mean, was, I know you're not the, him, the funniest is but. that somebody came up to me and said, "Have you heard of Mutti?" <laughs> that was the. But funniest. all stand-ups right now, what they, a lot of a lot of them are posting crowd work stand-up, you know, like from from so they don't give away their jokes, right. but they like do crowd work. Well, I think in general, I think in general, it's a good move to it's, do that yes, because totally. it's a great move because a crowd work thing is so good because you're just like you came up with that on the spot, mm-hmm. yeah. like that's brilliant. But, but I, it kills I, two birds with one stone. You're performing, you're working on material, and, and you're getting away. content out of it. And you're not giving away yeah. stuff. Yeah. Although the only reason I said Modi is because um, it, I think it's pretty cool what he's accomplished, um, uh, you know, just through social media. I, exactly. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, his stuff, he's doing shows uh, all and, and over. And it's, like, so specific. You couldn't, you couldn't do that 10 years ago because you couldn't find those people where they are. But now you can send a joke about... Ash, how Ashkenazim say good Shabbos to the 250,000 people. I get it. That's amazing. Can you imagine if you could track WhatsApp? I would, you know, uh, you know, you actually can in a certain sense because I know, uh, well, you said forwarded many thousands on, on, of times. On, 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 our, on our podcast, uh, on the analytics, it shows where people come from and it shows how many people come from WhatsApp, which is cool. So that's so you, so you very see, cool, but, but I would being. love if, meaning, uh, I, listen, I've had some of my memes or whatever, my jokes go viral. The wor- nothing worse than your joke, the name getting chopped off. That's, that happens all the time. Uh-huh. Of who, uh, attribution, who made this? Meaning, uh, it's, a, it's yeah. a tweet I and have. And you'd want to see where things land in the listen, WhatsApp space, because WhatsApp is religious. Listen, I had a, Han- <laughs> I had a Hanukkah joke that, that went great years ago. And since then, there's like a bastardized, more yeshivish version that's not as good. Mm. That it goes around every Hanukkah. People have used it on like. Wow. Care to share what that that's is quickly? Cool. Sure. The that's joke. Really cool. the, yeah. No. The, I mean, the joke. My joke is that on Hanukkah, you know, Hanukkah we eat the oily, terrible foods because the the joke the. Um, Hanukkah is all about the battle against the Greek culture, and the Greeks are all about man being in prime physical shape. So on Hanukkah, we eat oily foods to ensure we never become like the Greeks. And I came up with that on Facebook. It's but just I, text. It was it was just text, and then I posted it, and then it got Twitter. And no, well then it went viral to whatever WhatsApp mm-hmm. groups and whatever. This is like probably eight years ago at least, and then it got turned into a like a there's like a standard like passed around meme or whatever that somebody says a Hanukkah vort the Greeks were about fashion sports and looks we eat on Hanukkah we eat latkes to make sure we don't look like them mm-hmm. which is not the same joke I mean no it's not, sorry it's not the same it's the same exact stylistic in yeah. me but a much worse version yeah. mm-hmm. And you know that they took it from you. Yeah, as a possible they just <laughs> no, no, because the, no, because the the, the this, listen, I'm, it's not my it's not my chiddush that I didn't come up with that idea. Yeah. But that, the, was, that was Michael's graphic. You should tell him because I wrote that joke the in exact, 2006. The exact, <laughs> the exact specific. You now people have said I've had other stuff, but like yeah. that specific. If you see the same template, yeah. the way you do it, and and I knew it, it went down around the same time. Yeah, like. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, well, that's why you got to get on on video saying it so people can. No, just, I know, uh, I know. Well, uh, right. Yeah, well, yeah. now I make a, a, a call like a stand up yeah. shot yeah, yeah, where yeah. I do like my my picture and yeah. then a joke and then it's like a meme. It's a lot, a lot well, harder to crop. I wouldn't want you to sell yourself short. I think you like. Uh, I think you, I I I am really enjoying talking to you and seeing you perform in person. So Thank like, you. I, I, I think. Want to go to his show tonight, you, Michael? He's performing I, tonight. I, I, yeah, yeah, but I'm all, yeah. Let's go. All right, he's committed. Let's go. It's Let's Friday do, night. Let's well, go. Thursday night. Thursday night. But also, it's definitely, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing like ten minutes during the check spot, okay. which is when they, when the Jews do the math, when they're just handing <laughs> out and they say, the check spot. like that's so just late. It's late. It's late. It's um, after like an eighty. It's like and it's, I'm I'm, over, I'm following Ashley Blaker, um, who is also a Jewish comedian. Mm-hmm. He's doing like a one man show. He's doing a stand up New York. Ashley? 
Yeah, it's, it's a woman's name. Uh, yeah, it is unisex. Huh. Ashley. It's like is. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. One mm-hmm. of I, I, I one of the it. funniest movies <laughs> of all time. Which one? Wrongfully <laughs> accused? Actually, or Naked Gun. You know what? Uh, it's Naked Gun, but I'm not even. I, I was wrong. Wrongfully accused is one of the funniest. Though that era of like a uh, parody Slapstick, spoof movie. Airplane. I also saw Hot Shots Part Two. Did you ever see? Hit, there's yeah, clips of that I going see, around I love TikTok. Those movies. But that's an example of a decade of comedy. Oh, wrongfully so funny. accused. Wrongfully accused. Do you know? Do you, do you know the movie Wrongfully Accused? I, I, it's, it's like a later Nelson. Don't call me Shirley. Yeah, that's airplane. That's airplane. That's airplane. So it's the fugitive idea. spinoff. Yeah, yeah. So basically, but it's great because there's one scene where you know the usual suspects ending. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Usual suspect. He re- he's reading off the thing. So like he's at a store. Like um, Leslie Nielsen is on the run, and he's reading. He's like, "Yeah, I was at a uh, Timberdoodle and uh, Buzz and Frog," and like all of a sudden, and then like Adam Walsh, the guy from America's Most Wanted, is like reading. He's drinking the cup, and he reads, and he sees the whole yeah. whole thing, and it's like it's a great thing. Um, is this a naked gun thing where they say, uh, oh, hi, Kalanick, you're a Jewish holiday. Hi, Kalanick. <laughs> I actually don't remember. I'm mixing up things in my head because remember the, the president in Hot Shots? No. Said, then he's like, so, he's like, let's spin the globe and see where we should start the war. He's the, he plays the president of the United States. Mm. He's like, sir, that's Minnesota. He's like, the enemy's over here in Afghanistan. He's like, then we'll fly them over here. Come on, pay attention. <laughs> just like, he's, I think I saw Hot Shots when I was like very Hot Shots old. part do. And I it's saw like, that probably when I was like seven. <laughs> Charlie Sheen goes, Mr. President. He's like, no, you're not. I'm the president. He's like, don't do that. <laughs> just like such silliness. That's silly. Yeah. Don't tell them that. I hear he's a weird guy. Like that's that's Mel Brooks' influence for uh, sure. And it's just so ludicrous and hilarious. Like spaceball. Yeah. Spaceball is still. But really to me, Mel Brooks is is more like silly borscht belty a little bit. And then why? Gonna, just to me, it doesn't like it's funny and silly. But then like you get to the, like, the evolved version of the Hot Shots when I was a kid, and now watching it now, I watch clips and I'm like, it's just so freaking hilarious. That that guy who plays the president. Um, why did I bring helium instead of air? <laughs> but no, so I was saying that for the check spot for what's called at uh, at the show yeah. is that that's when like the you're at a comedy club they like drop the checks and it's like it's not just that people aren't paying attention they're looking at how much they paid they're like angry <laughs> they're angry and they have to be like guys you know what's funny they're, about when you lift the Torah and roll it up. Their only eight dollars for a sprite. <laughs> the only thing they can do at this point is not laugh at you. Well, right. It's, That's it, it's their exactly. Only it's 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 a necessary evil at comedy clubs because you have to do you have to pay the bill. Yeah. And it, often they do it when somebody. It's like again. It's you know uh, they'll say hey can we get either a new person or mm. something like that. I'm talking at, like Ashley's doing a main show and I'm like doing it after him. Mm. But uh, but you know generally they put it up a new person and say hey do you want stage time right. type of thing. And, and that's when they do it because it's like okay this is. But, um, yeah, on yeah. to your what you're going to be headlining there in at Stand Up New York, March 16th, Thursday, March 16th. Show is called the Remind Me After Shabbos. Mm-hmm. I realized how tricky that was because I wrote Shabbos. Remind Me After Shabbos, March 16th, and people are thinking Shabbos is not March 16th, <laughs> and I realized this is an oversight, but a hilarious one. Um, remind Me After Shabbos to me as a put it in quotes. Yeah, know. well, to me, right, that's, that's the you know, graphic design you could probably. Fix I know. That. I, I put I it probably, in quotes. Just put it in quotes. Right. Um, Somebody's advice for everything. What I, what I realized though is Pretty that um, I like that I like that I've had that title on, I've had that title for years because to me yeah. it would be like what was your you have like a Shabbos icebreaker right people, I, people would do that like when I was like single would be like all right you go to me like what's your icebreaker so mine would be like what would you name your comedy album what would you name your your thing so it remind me after Shabbos I don't know how I came up with it but to me because it, to me it means it's I tell my wife I come up with a great joke on a Friday night meal mm-hmm. can't write it down. Remind me after Shabbos. My wife will say after Shabbos, I was supposed to remind you of something. And it's like, <laughs> but like to me, it's a great joke for a comedian and tells you exactly in four words exactly what kind of comedy I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And every 
modern Orthodox Jew and whatever can un- understand it. Yeah. Um, last thing about the day to day, right? You want to get to mm-hmm. the day to day? Day to day, I realize I have to <laughs> I have to work on my material. I got to work on my social media game. Um, I, I want to tackle all these projects at a time and like video myself, yeah. I work on myself, <laughs> but I, I also, I'm like, I'm going to be a little bit flexible with being like, Hey, I'm doing a podcast today. This is about my comedy mm-hmm. and this is going to help my, you know, any- oh, dude, you, you don't even know what's about to happen, man. You <laughs> all, six, all six, you're getting listeners. buckle up, buckle up. Gonna you're gonna get buckled you, up. You're gonna get buckled. I'm gonna get, get buckled, buckled up. up. Mm-hmm. Your career's about to just um, literally hit five people. Um, <laughs> um, We've made. We've made. No, no. We 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 make yeah. stars here. We yeah, no, we here. we could we could get um if if we get if a, John Lovitz accepts our cameo clip, request. Good clip. It can happen. Yeah, That's what's cool about social happen. media, though. It's just that you you have the ability to reach lots of people in an organic way. Yeah, so that's for sure. Cool. No, I, I listen. You should always. I, every Shabbos meal should be taped. <laughs> in theory, for me, oh, I have so many good things that have come out of that. Friday night meals are the Energy. best time. I don't know if it's the end of the week. If it's something that Friday night well. I've called that uh, Shabbos meals Ami's canvas. Yeah, it's it's, oh, well, I, I would, it's a, a thing if I would ever do a podcast, podcast, it would be like unrecorded Shabbos meal or something, right. yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, I'll tell um, you what people tell me. I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> Listen, don't, don't quit your day job too late. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's interesting. But you know, you, you may want to update your resume. You can always take the LSAT. You're very if, uh, talented uh, guy, he's, and uh, he does jokes. I mean, he does jokes. He does videos. He's very he funny. You know, I have a granddaughter. And, um, if you weren't married with two kids, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that because if you're gonna do full time comedy, I don't know if I want to like that lifestyle. But I wish you the best. Of luck. Yeah, <laughs> it's good uh, for you, uh, not for yeah. us. No. Yeah, not for me. So we'll end very Jewy and wish you the best of luck. Congrats on your latest venture going full time in comedy. We put our fingers in. Anti-Semitism just went back 30 years. Buckle up, episode 49. Ellie Leibovitz. Leibovitz. Did you do that on purpose? Actually, no. I think I was in Niven mode. It's Ellie Leibovitz. Have a good night, everybody. Ellie Leibovitz. Comedian and friend. EllieComedy.com. We'll have you again. Yeah, we'd love to Where can we find you on social media? Let's just tell the folks. Ellie Leibowitz, spelled Polishly. E-L-I-L-E-B-O-W-I-C-Z. Write it down on Twitter. (laughs) At EllieComedyogram. Because, again, I'm terrible at social media. You need a nap after that. We'll put the links. Listen, Ellie, Ellie, one piece of advice for you, kid. You got to change your name. You got to change your name. I'd say Eli Lieb. (laughs) <laughs> and you're done Eli Johnson Eli Johnson <laughs> Eli Johnson Also lose the yarmulke And the nose Eli Smith <laughs> Maybe just E <laughs> Just E um, No that's why my website Is Ellie Comedy E-L-I Comedy dot com Excellent Because Leibowitz is too hard Alright well cool. thanks for being here yeah, And thank you. Uh, good luck out there We'll see you uh, March 16th At Stand Up I'm predicting good things for good Ellie things. Good, good things Good things for Ellie